in the building. I thought the hand clap was vindicated that in You know, if chiefs and pirates play and someone uh, pirates scores, there is something that you will see in the pavilion where the pirates fans will be sitting. If you are team scores, if you are in the pavilion and our team scores and you don't, you don't clap hands, we begin to suspect. Amen. Either you're not a genuine fan or you don't understand the, the game plan. And when the Lord wins, the heavenly fans show that indeed our Lord has scored. And you may say how many, what is the score? You are the score. 
You being here healthy, it's a score. You praising God, it's a score. The devil being displeased with you, it's a score. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord for everything that he has done for us. Um, the Mzu family has traveled to the Eastern Cape. Uh, I'm pointing where they normally sit. Amen. Uh, you know you need to have a place in church. <laughs> Amen. They have traveled to Eastern Cape, and Brother Masuma is in Zimbabwe uh, with work-related matters. So there's just quite a lot of movement. Uh, Sister Chetty is back from uh, KZN. Uh, the father is not well down there, but we thought because it is a, a, a hot spot, they thought they should just isolate for a few days. Amen. That's being responsible. If you have been to a hot spot, you isolate. Amen. So that you, we break the cycle of infection because now we are in the second wave. Amen. But I think the Lord is in the second wave of protection. If the devil is in the demonic wave, God is in the protection wave. So don't be afraid at all. Do what is needed to do. It's common sense and the Lord will take over the rest. Amen. Oh, we appreciate that my wife is not here as well. She is in Leidenbeck. Amen. So there's an engagement that she's attending to. Amen. So we appreciate it a lot. Uh, what do we do? Brother Borero will be a blessing to you this morning. Amen. I'm bringing them one by one. Thunder after thunder. Amen. And then next, uh, this Friday, it will be a Christmas. We'll have just a morning service only. The reason being is that we don't have the many services. It's just to make sure that we, we minimize the risk. Amen. So we'll have only the morning service on Friday. And then we'll have the Sunday morning as well. And then over the weekend, we'll advise in terms of the way forward. Amen. But I think given the movements during this season, it would be best for us to maybe open a little bit later in the new year so that at least people would have come back where they went to and they would have quarantined themselves. Amen. You know, somebody said, why church people are too careful? Uh, we are careful because a lot of people are careless. So we rather have cosmos filled up with drunkards that are, have contracted COVID because they were careless, but believers avoiding it. So if we all can be there, it's a mess. Somebody has got to have a common sense, and we are the sober ones. Does it make sense? Amen. So let's just sing a song, and then the same service was such a blessing. Sister Skosana, that's those who were... We appreciate you to have old-timers. Amen. Amen. A, a church without old-timers is suspicious. Amen. Amen. We need some gray hairs. Women that can speak and say, on such and such a year, Satan did this, but this is what we did. Amen. Amen. People of experience. 
give us a song, and then as our brother takes the podium, amen. How many need him this morning? I need him. All over the building. How many say, Bless me now, Savior? I come not to a man but to thee. With our hands raised. We surrender to God. We come before Thee. Bless me now. I come to Thee. This morning I come to Thee. All over the building. All over the building. Are you ready for his blessings? church. Uh, it's a wonderful feeling to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And we are in much appreciation for his grace, his love, and his faith. Because God has faith in us. Amen. God is believing in us. If you are a husband, you would want your wife to believe you. You say something. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Our husband expects us to believe him. Amen. So it's quite a wonderful thing to come to church 
uh, on such a platform. Amen. I thank the pastor for calling me to the pulpit. Like the prophet said, it's, it's a sacred desk. We get used to it. Amen. Amen. But I think if the prophet said it's a sacred desk, it, it is indeed a sacred desk. So I thank God for the opportunity that the pastor can give to each and every minister. Amen. We have such rare pastors like him that, that don't feel jealous of their pulpit if they have ministers in their church. Amen. Amen. Because they have understood, I think the pastor has understood that we have to be perfected as a bride through the ministration that God has given through different ministers, not just by one minister. So I think he's doing it because of that understanding, not because he favors Brother Mshabi or any one of the ministers or Brother Borewe. So he says, hey, the pastor likes this man. No, it's not about liking and favor. It's about understanding the purpose of the ministry. Amen. So for that alone, we, we, we thank the pastor for that because we know we will make it to heaven. Amen. If God said he's going to perfect us, we will indeed be perfected. Amen. Sorry. So I, I take this honor. Brother Brenham said if there is anything that a man would ever wish to have, is to be called to be a, a minister of the gospel. Amen. One good part about a believer, if I am a minister and you are a believer, it doesn't make you lesser than a minister. Because I'm ministering because of your importance to God. If you are not there, I have no ministry. Amen. If you are not there, we don't have pastors. Amen. So I was looking at one scripture that says, uh, What went he out to see? Christ was talking in, I think it's Matthew chapter 11 preaching to the people and explaining the ministry of John. What went he out to see? Did you go to see a reed shaken by the waters? He said, no. So, what went he out to see? He said, if you're going to see those that are dressed in uh, uh, good apparel and uh, the dressing of kings, he said, no. But what went he out to see? He said, the prophet... He said, yeah, more than a prophet. Amen. So John was more than a prophet. Amen. John was more than a prophet. Amen. But the scripture says, notwithstanding, he that is least, he was not just more than a prophet, and more than all that were born of women. Amen. But it did not say he was greater than all that were born of a man. All that were born of women. If you have got a mother, you are not greater than John the Baptist, according to that uh, part of the scripture. But Christ says, notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom is greater than John. Amen. So we are important this morning. Amen. Amen. You, you give us a reason to preach the word. And we, we are happy to be uh, in church this morning. Amen. Shall we bow our heads and our hearts in prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, I come before thee this morning, Almighty God, with praise and honor and glory, for honor and majesty belongeth unto thee, dear God. This morning, 
We are so glad, Heavenly Father, to take cognizance of this effect that, Father, we are eternal creatures, Almighty God, trapped in this flesh, Heavenly Father. We are eternal creatures, Almighty God, on a pilgrimage journey, Lord. We are coming back to Thee, Father, Almighty God. We have been put in this time frame, Almighty God, to prove what worthiness of grace you have given to men and what ministry you have given, Almighty God, to the sons of men. And we are so grateful, Almighty God, this morning as we would come to thee and say, Lord, help us and sustain us, Lord, in this hour. Oh, dear God, for we see indeed that you said this world, even in this generation, it will be a crooked and adulterous generation. Father, we are partaking, Almighty God, Father, of the fellowship that we see, of the evil that we see, Heavenly Father, and when we come to thee, dear God, we are saying, Father, this is what we have met, we, this is what we, our challenges are, and this morning we, we know, Father, you are prepared, Heavenly Father, to give us some armory. You are prepared, Heavenly Father, to give us some nuggets. You are prepared, Heavenly Father, to let us know what reason we have to live for. We thank you, Father, for the ministration you have given to the minister of, of the prophet. Heavenly Father, that which has brought us forth. Almighty God, Father, that which has brought our faith into being. And I thank you, Father, for everyone that is present in church. I thank you, mighty God, for every gathering of the saints. Heavenly Father, may you help us and sustain us in this hour. We yield our faith unto thee. Help us indeed. We are crying unto thee that, Father, you may intervene in everything. We thank you for the song service. We thank you for the songs that were sung. We thank you, Father, for the song testimonies, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the people that dedicate themselves, Heavenly Father, to give such praises unto thee. For thou art worthy indeed. Worthy and worthy and worthy indeed is the lamb that was slain. We thank you this morning for thy blood that has sanctified us and cleansed us from sin. Thank you, mighty God. May you undertake and take the word back to your throne, almighty God, with a testimony that it has accomplished that which you have sent it to be. Heavenly Father, we thank you in this hour. In Jesus Christ's name we thank you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I've been cautioned to say something that is out of context of my uh, title, but I will say it anyhow. I often say this, and my wife knows I'm not indebted to any man. If I owe anyone, I am obligated to pay them. But I will not be like Zacchaeus to pay them four times as much, because I didn't get what is theirs by Krugari. Amen. So... Definitely, what I'm saying is what is true. Even when God gives me something to say, I would not want to hold it in my heart and say, I know this, but it belongs to so-and-so. Even if it's an unbeliever, I would tell them what God needs uh, to deliver to them. Amen. Sometimes we, we resent speaking to unbelievers, but God has got a message even to the unbelievers. This Bible addresses even the devil himself. So if you've got a message for an unbeliever, you must give them their message if it's a message from God. If you don't have any message to give them, give them what God has given you if it's benefiting you. Amen. So I've just been cautioned to say that husbands must love their wives as their own selves. I don't know what it means, but this is what I have to say. And wives, you must obey your husbands and submit yourself to them as unto the Lord. I don't know why I'm saying it. It's not part of my sermon, but I've been cautioned to say it. Amen. And sisters, be careful. When the Bible says you must submit, it does not say that you, don't, you are empty-headed. 
you have got something because you are typing the church. When God says the church must submit to him, he does not say that the church don't have something to present to God. You have got something, you have got ideas, but you have got to submit. The word submission does not render you inactive. I don't know why I'm saying it, but I've been cautioned to say it. Amen. I won't explain much. The word submission. Amen. And the word subject. You truthfully know that my idea is better than my husband's idea. But you subject yourself to it. By so doing, you are making effective your poor husband's poor idea. Take that when you get home. Practice it and see if it doesn't work. Amen. I told you, I don't know why I'm saying it, but I've been cautioned to say it. Amen. The devil is on a rampage. He's trying to distort homes. He's trying to inflict, put certain things in the families. And people come to church and they cannot even grasp the word. Amen. Okay, fine. Let's open our Bibles. Very easy to love yourself, but very difficult to love someone as yourself. Very easy to air out your views, but it's very difficult to keep quiet when you've got something better than every other view. Let's open our Bibles in the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. I was thinking as a man, I said, no, the pastor preached about Thanksgiving. It was a wonderful message. So I wanted to pick something on that, and I had in mind to say something about the power of praise, So because I was meditating on that. And I engaged Sharon in some of the things I was doing. We would almost sing and praise God. And the sister is laughing at us. But I was just enjoying myself with this revelation of just, if I can just praise, forget about everything. If I get home and things are not right and I just start singing, amen. I want to see the results. What will happen if I just start praising him? So I, I wanted to take a message from there. Then it, it, it vanished. Even the praise stopped. So I, I left it like that. I don't know what, what, what God was intending to say. You know, sometimes you want to follow a thought and it, it vanishes. It can't even give you a scripture to call it as if it's not part of the word of God. Then you begin to wonder, am I in the right track? Verse 22 of Genesis chapter 3. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, let, lest ye put forth his end and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Amen. You must remember and take note that the thing that men had done in this event had been forbidden not to do. 
And God is realizing what has happened. And he sees many has become like one of. And the prophet says, when the devil said this to, to Eve, he was not lying. That was very true. He was not lying. He was bringing truth. Then when truth was plain, message of the hour is plain, then he twisted it a little bit. Genesis chapter 2, verse uh, 7. I started with three and then I'm going to two because I wanted, I wanted that one to sing more than the other one. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 to 9. I've got lots of scriptures here for that title, but I, I, I'll ask you to sit down after this scripture. Né? I'm going to read two portions of it and then we sit down. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. To nine. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The prophet says these trees were standing side by side. Let's go to verse 16. And the Lord God uh, commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayst freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. And all the other trees that were planted in the Garden of Eden were not given names. Neither were we given any restrictions not to partake. Even the tree of life, we were partaking of it. But the other tree, God forbid, not to partake of it. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat thereof, it is thereof, thou shalt surely die. Amen. May the good Lord add the reading of his word. Amen. Put a blessing upon it. Amen. We may take our seats. We want to read again Psalms 34. I normally want to take my time when we read scriptures because that's where most people get lost. They, lo they get lost in the inspiration. They get lost uh, even when you announce the title. They cannot connect it with the scriptures because they could not even open their Bibles to that scripture. Okay, fine. 34... Verse 6 to 7. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. Amen. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Amen. Now, we should take note of this scripture. You cannot deliver something that is free. 
You have to deliver something that is in bondage. Am I right? And I'm happy that we are delivered out of all our troubles. Which means the troubles must come. You cannot run away from troubles. We are not immune from troubles. But before Adam fell, there were no troubles. Because he was only partaking of the tree of life. Someone came and introduced a certain type of tree, how to eat it. And how enjoyable it is when God had to forbidden not to touch, not to even eat out of it. Amen. Do not eat of this fruit. The prophet says, you know what, what loophole the devil had? Eve said we were even forbidden even to look at it. They would go around, look at it, comment, say a lot of things about this tree, and then never eat. When it's got fruit, you don't eat. Don't take off the fruit of that tree. But when she added something to what God said, the devil said, "Ah, so I can also add something. She will believe it. She's already doing it for me. Then let me just put N-O-T. But the devil was preaching a very good gospel because he brought exactly the truth what God said. Did God say what, what, what? Eve said, ah, he didn't only say that. Not even to touch it, not even to look at it. When you look at the end of the book, Revelation says, you must not add or subtract from the book. It brings death. Amen. Now we are not in Genesis, we are in Revelation. We are still being cautioned not to add or to subtract. Same chapter of Psalms 34, verse 11 to 19. Come ye children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. You cannot cry when things are right. Amen. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. Can things be fine and you are broken in your heart? And save it such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. I was thinking of a scripture that says, Seek ye the kingdom of God first, and all things shall be added. I was thinking of a promise that says, We, we have been promised to get everything. If we ask, we'll get everything. 
get every blessing. But he, Christ said, with persecutions. Amen. You know, when God wants to bless you, he brings persecution first before you are blessed. And we fail to interpret it. Then that is when the righteous begin to cry. But if we knew well what it means, why James said, do not be dismayed and do not be troubled when you, are, you fall into diverse temptations. Diverse temptations. It's not just one type of a temptation. One after the other, different kinds coming after you. When you are just saying, I'm out, another one is standing there. And you wonder why it's happening like that. Brother Mtao, you would wonder, am I, am I a son of God with all this? What have I done wrong? You have not done anything wrong. Because you are, you are a righteous man. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The afflictions, they spell out who you are. The persecutions, they spell out what kind of a person you are. What kind of makeup you have in your heart. Because the devil is following that channel from, right from Genesis. He knows what, who are his. He knows who are God's children. I gave my wife a testimony one time that I've got three or four people that ran away from me. Until another one testified that this brother will always see a light above him. I know I've got that light. You can't tell me about that light. That's why I became a believer. I like that, that, that song that we normally sing. Lento, lento. Yeah. Una lento. Yeah. There's, 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 there's a fire in us. There's a power in us. This is the reason why we are believers. We are not believers because we are stupid or foolish. We have taken the foolishness of the world to gain the wisdom of God. And we are just the expression of the manifestation of God. So we know exactly what we are doing. There's no guesswork about it. But when the afflictions come, brother, you must take them wholeheartedly. Yes. If I would ask here now and say, who will want another affliction to come, you won't raise your hands. It's bitter. It's not bitter. But this book, if you eat it, sweet in the mouth. But bitter in the belly. When you have it, when you are carrying it, there's bitterness with it. Hey, brother, but when you eat it, when we fellowship, when we talk about how good these scriptures are, but when those scriptures want to manifest themselves in you, to prove what kind of a mechanism you are, so that the dynamics can express themselves through this mechanism, then you begin to cry. The scripture says, the righteous cry. I don't think there's a need for us to cry. I used to do science. They used, they used to have what they call a control experiment. Is that experiment that has got the right results and everything ideal for the good results to come out? Then they want to experiment now. They say, what if we do this? Will we have the same results? They are comparing with this one. Do you know what we are? We are, we are that control experiment. We are, we are the people that God says, these are the ones that I can pull through this. Then they can prove what it is. We are not experimenting to be Christians. We are the real Christians that show exactly what it is. 
Amen. I was trying to run away from this. I don't know why it just kept coming and coming. Then I said to my wife, I'm not going to prepare a message. I'm just going to be praying until I go to the pulpit. Let me read it again. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord, this portion, but... It just doesn't go with affliction, affliction, affliction. There is, in between every affliction, there is a deliverance. And after every deliverance, there is a blessing to it. And after every blessing, there is a testimony attached to it. You will see a brother standing there, I just want to give a testimony to the Lord. You see them humble. They've been humble all the way. (laughs) Until they come with the testimony. Amen. You know, sometimes it's not good to be a Christian and you don't have somewhere where you, where, when believers are not there, you, you, you have somewhere to lean on. To say, but, but, but Lord, last week you just did something for me here. Yeah. I didn't want to say this, but I will say it. The pastor knows. I told him, he said, brother, can I help you in any way? I said, no, don't help me. When I need help from a God that I can see, I will call you. Brother, can I do this lockdown and I know the state of your job? I said, no, don't worry. I'm sorted. But I went for five months without paying my rent. And I'm paying 5000 every month. And my mind is calculating, but I kept shutting it down and saying, no, 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 no. God is not a calculator. <laughs> and the heavens will not go bankrupt. Amen. Even if this, I even told my wife, what are you going to do about this? I said, even if it comes to 100000 I'll pay it. I'm staying here. Why I belong? I haven't taken a choice to leave. I'll pay 5000 every month. You know what happened? Right when it said on 25,000, five months owing, and this landlord is coming, now this time he doesn't even talk to me. He's standing by the gate. He has nothing to say. I also have nothing to say. I've given all my answers. I'm bankrupt of answers. Bankrupt of money. We are looking at each other like this. Because he can't believe the way that I'm believing. I'm believing the way he's going to pay. He's believing I must pay. Brother, just write on time. I called my wife and said, look. Pulled out my phone, gave it to my wife. I said, can you read this figure very well? I think she wanted to say, I think it's 6,000. No, 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 no. no. Read it very well. It was 68,000. 68,000. And I transferred this money cash. E-transfer. What do you say about this kind of a God? Who can watch you go over five months without paying your rent and fully knowing that the landlord wants that money? You can even, even, even you can imagine the joy that the landlord had after I gave him just 25000 It looks like I never owed him anything. It's like an investment money. It's like a loan. He came running. He's looking for customers. He's bringing customers for my dead cars. The other one was willing to buy a Sonata with an engine that is dismantled in the boot. Came with the wife. They said, we want this one. But I said, but I said it don't even have wheels. Sitting on, 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 on bricks. Yeah, but we must make sure you make it nice and we want this one. This is the car we are looking for. How can you look for a car and there's car sales all over everywhere? How can you look for a car that is standing on bricks? 
with a noble sense. How can you come and buy a dead car? Oh, how can you wait for a dead car? Where is the, the, the probability that it will come right? Where is it? When God is in operation, He can make a man leave all the car sales and come and choose a car that sit, that city. Because I'm praying for that car to be bought. Is brother Arnold here? Brother Fuma, am I right? Did you pray? Do you help me to pray for that car? You helped me with your wife. Eh? I said, brother, it doesn't need any, any gymnastics. Let's pray for these cars. I'm, I'm annoyed now. I don't want to see all these cars in my head. If I sold it, the other one. I don't drive that red so now it's gone. The man that bought the car discovered all the problems and fixed them. He had money enough. He said, I don't have problems. I've got money enough to fix that car. But I said, but I'm wondering, you're discovering problems because I've been moving forward all year with this car and never gave me problems. Going to church up and down, going to job, becoming... They said, no, but it was leaking oil. But I said, but when I came and parked it in front of your gate, we took a test drive, you, we went around, no leaks. How did it start leaking? No, there's this other boat. I said, I don't know about that one. <laughs> it has never been leaking for a whole year. Brother, to be honest, that car, I never checked water. I never checked oil. The last time I checked oil was when I was delivering it to see, at least maybe let me check if still fine. It never leaked. It started leaking when they, they bought it. Was it they had to manifest the problem? Was it money to fix it? I didn't have money to fix it. <laughs> the problem is with the church of the living God, we think too much about the afflictions. And yet our destination is not with the afflictions. The end result of our journey is in, not in affliction. The end result of our faith is not in our problems. The end result of what God has made us to be is to manifest the power of God over the afflictions and the problems. So as long as you don't manifest it, you keep bringing those afflictions until you realize what it means. That is why the prophet said, until the bride knows who she is. It's not about power. It's about the afflictions. When you can convert them to a testimony. But using the power. I wanted you to sing this song, but you sang a very nice song. I need you, I need you. I wanted you to sing this song, Give me power, my Lord. We want the power. Yeah. We are not going to have a coup in heaven. We have been freely given. Brother Mpanyana, the, power, the, pro, the prophet says, it's, the heavens are full of the genuine. And you are looking for, for script. We just must pray and ask God, what, where is the genuine result of what you have given us? And then when he sits there, he says, try me. If you don't want to try him, he will try you. When, you. when you are tried, you cry. But you have got a spoken word written, why cry speak? It's a title. Of another brother that was a prophet corrected by this message that you believe now. When he had this problem, he wanted to cry. God said, it's no time to cry. When I've made you like myself, I've brought you to my platform as God. There's an exchange of life. You were a sinner. I am your, I'm the sinner in place of your, 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 your position, of your sins. I'm going to die on Calvary for you so that you can take my place. Your yoke is burdensome. Mine is light. Take my yoke for it is light. But he still finds you crying. 
He's bearing all of your sins. He's bearing all of your grief and your troubles. Think of Isaiah 53. What he has done. Then when he's looking back, he sees you crying. These men don't understand what we are doing. This man is still crying. I've taken every burden. The birds understand better. They say there's no, there's no, there's no burdens. They fly around. They do everything. They don't even grow anything. They don't even know what a seed is, but yet they eat every day. You know what happens sometimes? You know, I'm, 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 I love to, to observe things. Even when someone says a statement that is not right for me, I scrutinize that statement. Why is it being said? Is it all about me or is this man that's not right? Is, is it his nature or his attitude of doing things this way? Because I want to know. Is it meant? Because sometimes certain nasty statements can be mentioned so that you can be made right. Maybe you are stubborn in a way. God wants to bring those other more stubborn guys to, to your platform so that they can deal with your stubbornness. Amen. And then you wonder why they always come. I had a full week of arguments. People coming, but I, I stopped. I said, no, no, no. Something is happening here. It's not this man. It's me. There's something happening here. How can this man come? All of a sudden, he starts quarreling with me. This one comes again. He's got an issue. I'm expecting to discuss with him. He's quarreling. He's shouting at me. No, I said, no, 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 no. Something is happening. I even asked my wife, but look, at, look into yourself. I said, yeah, I'm doing that now. I don't think these men are, they came from their houses thinking that we are going to fight with these men. There's something not right with me. And God is actually putting these men in that position to push out that thing. Out, out, out. It must go out. Release it. Brother, one, came, one man came. He came for the second time thinking ah, we are still on that platform where we exchange words. I kept quiet. The only thing I gave him was a greeting. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, yeah, otherwise we are going to fight. You cannot keep my car for two weeks. What, 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 what is going inside my car like this? You dismantled everything. But I have to dismantle if I want to fix it. So I was answering inside. I never said anything. Until he went. Now, the whole of Whitbank, all his friends, I meet them. Say, that man is very happy. You fix this car. He's smiling all the way he's happy. He's even coming back to, for me to fix another thing. So he was not angry. It was me that was having a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. He, kept, he keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. This was meant for Christ, but it's also meant for his bride. Because the bride is Christ in flesh. Yes, Evil shall slay the wicked. And they, they hate the righteous. And they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. So, brother, when someone hates you, you are wasting your time to argue with them. You are wasting, because they are going to be desolate by doing that already. They are going to be desolate. They have got a promise here. Give them their portion. If, if you can do anything, correct them not to go further with this. Because there is desolation in front. They are going to be laid desolate. If they hit the car, it was going to mash in a tree. Bah! They don't even know why it's like this. The wife is dead. The children, the car is gone. They are still paying for it. That's desolation. God will bring everything to naught because you just spoke ill to a child of God. But you waste your time trying to argue with them. They are down already by doing that. When Abraham was moving, there was a blessing and a case. Without the people knowing, some blessed him, some cursed him. And nobody, he never said, you know, brother, 
I'm, I'm carrying a blessing in the case. You must watch out, eh? You must watch out. Watch out what you say. Otherwise, you can be cursed now, now. No, but others just came and said, ah, this, this guy that just moves around, he don't even have a home. What, 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 what? God said, oh, I've heard it. Abraham kept quiet because he knew. He could even pray for them. Oh, they should never have said it. They don't know what I'm carrying. You don't even understand what it means that when the prophet says, we are the mercy city of God. We are the only people that are going to help this world to be acceptable before God. That's what it means. If you are a believer, you are not someone that is just a, a layman in the, in the kingdom of God. You are not just a, a guy that is moving out there like the rest. Of course, we go and buy and pick and pay. But there's times when I address people and I see it, I see it working. When I feel God is here and they are missing it, I tell them exactly what God should have told them. I think in my mind, if God was here, what would he have told this guy? That's, that's exactly what I must tell him. Because if I tell him, there's very good surprise for him is when he gets to the judgment seat, when God is judging his sins, he's going to be judged by what I spoke from my own mouth. You say, God is judging this brother. He say, oh, brother, this has come. Do you know this man? I, I, I know him. Even answers won't come out. What is the judgment? Time for judging your sins. Now they are going to be brought forth now. They are plain. You cannot deny anything. You can see it. When, when last did you see this man? It's just a question, but you remember what you did when you when was fixing your car. You remember exactly what you said. Then when you remember, you say, now God says, but you know what, what it means to do this? Yes, my Lord. I know. Yes, my Lord. The Bible says, they will only say on that day, you are a righteous God. We have, you have never done us evil. We did evil to ourselves. Because every man is given a choice to do what is right or what is wrong. I'm preaching a message partaking of the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Isn't it strange that God, having forbidden us to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he has let us eat of it. Going through down the lane, checking the Bible, you hear him say in the book of uh, Joel, what the king of women has eaten, I will restore. The king of women, the caterpillar, what, what? he's mentioning the work of the devil before his own work. Right from Genesis, it started. So when the devil is coming after the church of God, God leaves it. He even says, I don't know these people. Do whatever you think. Exactly what he did to Job. Job was asking, was, was, was a righteous man. But Satan was asking if you can take the protection. You will see wonders here. Not only what I'm going to do to him, but he himself will speak with his own mouth and curse you. Eh? It's a conversation between God and, and Satan. Brother, just imagine, the sons of God are gathered. The scripture says, and Satan also came. What, what does he want? Oh, is he a redeemed person? What is he looking for? He's an adversary. He's trying to look for loopholes. Oh, this brother was late in church today. Quiet time. He knows quiet time. Eh? Nine o'clock. So he came, 9.30, was walking outside. I saw him. I saw him. 
After save, you say, but, but you say the service was good, but he was late. This brother was late. And God says, I know. I know he was late. I was with him when he was late. Ah, it's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. Because it's a tree of mixture, good and evil. Brother, just imagine you are riding your automobile, a product of a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it's bringing you to church. You can ride in a plane and go to America and preach. Are you going to Trinidad, Pastor? Sometime, you, if they invite you, will you go with your car? You are going to fly there. Fly. And enjoy the flight too. Just imagine. I used to wonder why Brother Bram would say, a product of Ella and Charles Branham. What has that to do with us? I scrutinize things. I want to. Why did he mention it that way? Because this product is a product of the tree of good, of the product of good and evil. That's where it came from. That's why he's mentioning Ella and Branham and, and Charles Branham, bringing out a product. And that product one day carrying a rifle on his back. Oh. Someone spoke and said, do you, do you, would you mind if I walk with you? Right? With his rifle, brother. Yes. He could even ask for game and use a rifle to shoot a spoken word squirrel. God, from the time that the devil introduced us to the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what God has done with his word is to tell us not to partake of the evil, which is part of that tree. We take the good, we combine it with the tree of life, we are eternal creatures. What man is he that wants understanding and wisdom? Let him depart from evil. But Adam was never told to depart from evil. And before, before the woman came to, to introduce this tree, to say, I've got another brother who preaches very well by the corner there. You women, you, that's why you must stop preaching. Because you can even bring something by the corner. Yes, we say it because that's exactly what it is. You are not forbidden because you are not good preachers. You are very good preachers because you, the one that you preach to in Eden, he believed you. That is why we are sick. The result of your preaching is sickness and death. We are dying because a woman preached. They are dying in the denominations because a woman preached to them. Women preachers are making people die more than they died in Eden. I'm happy not in this church. But we have got sisters who can take their positions and influence us to preach better. Introduce it in our life. Not death. Yes. You think I will preach, I'll preach a bogus gospel when my wife cooks for me? You cannot miss that one. She knows my favorite. Nobody knows it. Yeah. You cook, I will look at your food. I will say, sister, next time. But when someone is cooking, if you, you take my wife, surreptitiously you steal my wife, bring her to your house and never tell me and you invite me. Even when she's cooking, when I'm outside, I say, is my wife here? Yeah, I'm spending carpenter here. Yeah, she knows my recipes. She knows what. If I, I, I smell something, I can say, is my wife around? You, you don't know why I'm asking, because there's a smell 
of some kind of food that I like. And only one person can cook that kind of food. Okay. And if you, if, if you cook that kind of food for me, I, I, I think you've been with my wife some two hours ago. Yeah. Don't you think it is exactly the same thing with God and his bride? But we are, we are shifting from the position that is given us. We are afraid to take it further. We are afraid to own up. For every child of God that must come to him must first be tried and be tested. Are you coming to God? Then you must be ready to be tested. Are you, are, are you part of God? Then you must be tried. Why did he leave them in the wilderness? To try them. Why did he leave a remnant of the Canaanites to teach them war? That's what the book of, of, of Joshua and the book of Judges say. There was a remnant. They could not overcome them no matter how they tried. The only reason they had, they said, the Canaanites have got chariots. Brother, from the time we started that race from Eden, God has kept it like that, that evil and good even Paul says, when I want to do good, evil is always. He was even wondering, why is it like that? I want to do good. I want to be a righteous man. I want to be perfect before God. But evil, when you think to do right, evil is just by your side. But if you want wisdom and you want to be righteous and upright, depart from even the devil was told, have you seen myself and Job? God did not say a man who is doing good every time. Uh-uh. He says a man that is true as evil. What about the good that he was doing? It was never mentioned. Because when he ran from the evil, he was doing the good. When he does the good, he sacrifices. Because when he's sacrificing, it's a scripture that is fulfilling. He's partaking of eternal life. So God says there's nothing like him. The devil said, oh, I, think, I think I know where the trick is. Because you gave him too much. You can, even his sheep, you cannot count them. You cannot count them. Even the camels. You think a man like that can stop worshiping God? How? Oh, you gave him too much to, to, to worship you for everything. Even the goats. Count the goats. You, God, go and count. You can, you, can, you can even miss the number. You can count and count and count. And say, ah, I think I start again. Because it's 3,000. 3,000 goats. 3,000 sheep. Oh. 3,000 camels. These numbers are too big for a blessing. These numbers are too big for a blessing. Let's subtract. God says, okay, fine, we'll subtract to 30. He said, no, 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 not 30, zero. We want zero. Today we want zero, 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 zero. He said, but we'll leave his children. Even the children want zero. We want to leave him and him alone and the wife. Because I know the wife can do a better job for me. I used him. I used the wife some other time. And we won. And this is why we've got afflictions. Now we afflict them every day and night. Yeah. It was the wife. Did it. Leave, leave the wife and drop alone. <laughs> Brothers, we must be careful. Another, another brother said, Brother, so are you saying we should not listen to our wives? I said, yeah, you must not listen to everything that your wife tells you. If my wife comes and says, you know the pastor, you know that pastor, I don't like him. You think I will listen to that? I say, what, what is it that you don't like about the pastor? What has he done to you? 
Did you, did you see him today? No. But when, when he just stands on the pulpit, you see, ah, when he, it just annoys me. <laughs> then I say, I, me, I say, and me too. Ah, you know, sometimes some of these messages that he preaches, so, ah. you know, the devil is very tricky. Instead of me taking my notes and teaching my wife from what the pastor has t- taught us, I might even buy my wife's idea. I think, I think my wife has got a very good idea. The pastor has got something. He's not right. But if you ask me openly, brother, what, what have you seen that is not right with the pastor? I will start stammering. Because I just listened to my wife. I don't know what she saw. But because she's my wife, I listen. Yeah, but not, but not with me. I'm prepared to leave my wife angry for the scripture's sake. Because even when she's angry, I'm also angry. I'm not happy because I want to make her happy. She must be happy when I'm happy. I must be happy when she's happy. But when she says something against the word, let's part ways. Take your root. Take your root. In this issue. When it comes to scriptures, into Dias Bonela. I even told my wife, you see, if you see me, you wake me up to pray. And you say, oh, I'm tired. Go and pray. Leave me alone. I will answer for myself. Don't say, oh, Anis is also sleeping. Let me join him. For what reason? If I go to hell, then you follow me. If I go to hell, you follow me. I've taught you well how to worship God. So if you see me not doing it, you say, this man is getting wrong now. When he wakes up, I want to speak to him. Because what he said last time was not what, this is not what the quotation, what he read last week. That prayer meeting we had, he said something that we must be vigilant, eh? must be sober, must be on our knees, praying. He was talking more about this prayer thing, but now he's sleeping. I wake him up to, to, to pray, he's sleeping. She must come back and say, but honey, what is this? We want, we want more of such sisters that will say, honey, when, you, when the phone rang, you were inside the house. Was that right? The man puts his hands in his pocket. He says, ah, no, you know what? I, I walked out. I was out. Yeah. Yeah, you know I was out. But when he wanted to go and perform the duty now, oh, let me pray for the child. He said, you fool. What do you want to lay your hands for? Ah, for to heal the sick. Oh, you want to heal the sick, but you can lie. Because well, the sister picked it up, the brother is, not, is missing it now. She went and did exactly what the husband said, but came back to the husband. But brother, there's something not right here. You were in the house when the phone rang. You know the man I'm talking about. If you read the spoken words and you listen to tapes, you know the kind of man I'm talking about. There's a man that was rebuked by the wife. Eh? And he's not the only one. There is another one that was saying, ah, now we are going to take over Egypt. Do you know what? <laughs> they will see us today. You know this stick? My wife, this stick. You were not there when the pillar of fire was burning. Hey, I saw wonders. Today, Pharaoh will see. But the commandment is saying, the word is saying, circumcise the children. You start with your own family. Brothers, you start with your own ministers. You start with your own, circumcise your own family first. You cannot come and read, uh, read scriptures to us and in your family you don't read the same scriptures. So you want to get us lost. You keep a secret to yourself with your family and then you bring something else to us. What you preach to us, preach it to your family as well. And in fact, start with your family. Then be an example to us. Then we'll follow suit. It will be easier. Yes. Job chapter 14. 
Before we go there, let's, let's finish this scripture. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that yet the righteous shall be desolate. Verse 22. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. I said, can you redeem something that is not lost? How can you redeem something that is already saved? So you have to be lost. Now, you begin to see why Adam went down. Because in the, in the book of Genesis, it says, it's a book of the seed chapter. The prophet calls it the seed chapter. Every seed was planted in there. Every seed was formed in that book. We hear about seeds, 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 yeah? And Adam was the first seed of God's manifestation. So by reason of him being the first creation of God, he had to go down. Because when he goes down, you bring more with him. Even Christ, when he came to redeem you, he went to death first. And he was the first man to come, to come up and rise up. So that he may bring forth many sons. That was in a typing. This was the manifestation of it on Calvary. And this is the reason why we are here this morning, saving him. We are the redeemed. That be a record and witness of what God is. So what must we do? Depart from evil. You depart from evil, what happens? You pursue that which is good. When you keep on pursuing the good, what happens? You are patterning after the first man that God created, the spiritual man. You are now coming back to what Paul told his church that you are now no more in the flesh. But he was telling people that, are, that were in the flesh that you are no more in the flesh. Right. Therefore, walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Because Adam, the first man, before he came into the body of flesh, he was walking after the spirit. And there was no commandment there. There was no unbelief. There's no unbelief in the tree of life. God is light in him. There's no darkness. And God is love in him. There's no hate. That's why even a Christian is not even allowed to hate even their own enemies. What's in you? You cannot be a tree that brings forth good and evil at the same time. You cannot. Strive all the time to, to manifest that which is your makeup. What kind of a makeup am I? Am I made up with the substance of God? Then if God is your makeup, what do you bring forth? There's been a little bit of a distortion because I had I, I, prepared some sermons, some, some quotations. I would call them sermons within a sermon. Because I wanted to show you the benefits of uh, the tree of life and the benefits of the tree of good knowledge of good and evil and how you must enter that tree. That is why you must be careful of your Facebook. Don't look down. Eh? You've been looking at me and you never said amen there. <laughs> be careful of that WhatsApp. How much time do you spend on Facebook and WhatsApp? Be careful. Every gadget that comes from that tree, it's a very good gadget. But the use and the intent of it. If you pursue after what it was intended for, you are, you are lost. You are doomed. 
Brother, it's your choice. If you've got your phone and it's got all the dirty things and you're watching all those dirty things, it's your choice. If you've got a phone that can do WhatsApp and you spend the whole day on WhatsApp and not read your Bible, it's your fault. It's not God's fault. But if you can send quotations to Sister Lassim, Sister Bore, we send Sister Lassim some quotations on WhatsApp. You are using this gadget for a good intent, a good cause. You are on Facebook and you are trying to post another quotation from the prophet so that everyone who is on Facebook can read and see there's something extra that you are missing. But if you're on Facebook and you follow after every one of your friends and you are chatting with them the whole day, night, day and night, when the Bible says you must meditate on the word day and night, you meditate on the Facebook day and night. And expect yourself to be an eternal creature. And afterwards you want to manifest the glory of God from Facebook. If you want to be spiritual, go to your CD, COD and read. If you want to be a spiritual being, another brother was concerned about being spiritual. He didn't want to be natural anymore. I want to be spiritual. All the things I do, I want to be spiritual. Brother Brenham, how do I become spiritual? Brother Brenham says, that's a dainty one. It's a good question. You know what answer he was given? It was, I think it's the, it's the question that they had the, the shortest answer. He said, you must read and pray. How many of you are reading and praying? I saw only one hand go up. How many of you are reading and praying? If you are guilty of that, you are not moving after this template. It's a template from heaven. Masterpiece of God. They used to mark for us when you go to do a learners. They just take a stencil. You can count for yourself, I failed. You can even walk away before they finish. But now what they do in Zimbabwe, they bring, a, they bring two stencils. In his class, he's counting how many have paid. Fifteen. Ten have not paid. So the ten must fail so that they come next time with something. So he takes the stencil to make you fail. Or he, he makes the stencil upside down. When he's marking all the answers are wrong, you've got only five out of 25. In the meantime, you passed. But you are, he's making you fail because he wants something from you. Because in his mind, he's already calculated 25 students. Multiplied by 2,000. Now 10 are, are making miss my mark, my mark today. The 10 have refused with the 2,000. Some of you are keeping quiet because you, you are thinking of going to pay someone. Somewhere. You want to pay someone somewhere. Depart from evil. Pursue that which is right. So that you can manifest that from this time that we have been partaking of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We are only on the good side of it. Because we are coming from the tree of life. We combine the two. That is why the reason why there was chariots in the time of Jesus Christ. The Romans were ruling, but the temple was rent in twain. Even if you are eating of the tree of knowledge and good and evil and it's bringing results for you, you have got children out of that tree. And you enjoy seeing all of your children. And if they die, you cry. It's a benefit to have them, eh? It's from that tree. It's a product of that tree. But God says, even if it's like that, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a mark 
separating that veja skin. Anyone can come in now. Not just one priest a year. But anyone can come in. Not just a high priest. Everyone and anyone who wants to go in the Holy of Holies can go in. You are coming from the other tree to partake of the other tree. That was forbidden in Eden. Because when you do that, you live forever. Do you see why the end-time bride is put on a position where they have to perform better than every other church age? Because you are the ones that are meant to defeat death. Me, I've, I've bidden farewell. I don't know if I will die. I've, 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 I don't even have a chance to believe that I have to die. Because the scriptures that say I must not die in this age. So I will first believe those ones. If I die, then I will resurrect. I still believe it. I even told my father, if I die, point my grave. But if you manage to point my grave, there will not be anyone inside. Because of what I'm believing. This is, this is the only two things can happen to me. If by chance I happen to die, which I don't believe I will, if I die, one day when you go into that grave, you will not find any bones in there. So it means I have not died, I just rested. Yeah, and you dig your grave for Mahala. It was even better and good to just leave me on the, on the ground and rot somewhere there. The water takes me and put me in the sea somewhere. Because I'm still going to resurrect and rise up. Even if the lions eat me, I'm going to rise up. Why? Because this age, there's times when they gave them to, they fed them to lions. And they thought they are doing God a service. Because they called them Protestants. Because they were protecting, protesting against a system that they, the bishop instituted in church. And God called it a seat of Satan. When you see the devil in church making a seat in the bride, <laughs> brother, it was not a denomination. Right in the move of God, the devil had his seat in there. But someone allowed it to come in. You think I'm joking, but is it not a joke? And you are failing to understand it. What, 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 what purpose would it make us be if a man can introduce polygamy to us in a message? What is that? It's against every other scripture. It's against us being the bride of Jesus Christ. One bride for Christ. Now we make the many. What, 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 what typing is that? What is it supposed to bring us to? Hey. Right as I'm preaching now, I must be having three or four wives in here, sitting here. And they can t- say, ah, that's our husband preaching. In the bride of Jesus Christ. The prophet says, right in the end time, these two trees are going to stand next to each other again. But this time, not to progress, but to bring, to show forth their fruit. Huh? Now you see so pro, so-called prophets in the world, they are running away from huh? police. <laughs> they stand on the podium and tell you they cannot run away from the devil, but they are running away from police. <laughs> I cannot mention their names. The other one is saying, I'm exposing so and so. He's doing this, I'm exposing him. Because he thinks he's righteous. Right in the time when he's exposing the other one, he's exposing himself. 
So to us, they have been exposed, all of them. Not by us, they are exposing themselves. Why are they being exposed? The time. Why should it help us to meddle with such? To partake of it. We have the more reasonable service unto God that we must perform. We are the bride of Right in the end time, the prophet says, God has come down. Brother, don't, don't take it for granted when the prophet says God has come down. He just don't come down when things are fine. Because he's sometimes the Lord of mercy and grace coming down. Because we are in sin, he dies on, on Calvary. Right. Amen. Sodom and Gomorrah needs to be destroyed. He comes down. Amen. Right in the end time, he comes again. But with Adam, he was coming every evening. I'm saying something there. So, how many times should he be coming to his bride? Every evening. Was this an evening time? Every day of our life is an evening time. That's why he was coming every evening. Because this is an evening time. You cannot tell you whether it's day or night. Darkness upon the people. Gross darkness upon the, upon the people. And darkness upon the land. You cannot tell what's happening. The so-called prophets, they are stealing from the people they are preaching to. Right in that time, God is calling a people to be called his bride. Inasmuch as the devil came in the Eden of God and took the bride of God's son and injected his seed in there. God came down in the end time. He's injecting his seed in the bride. And you can see a brother driving from Belfast. He's driving a... What car is, are you driving, brother Mahuk? Master what? Master Drifter. Who made that car? Is it God? But you are riding it, bringing your family to church. But the word has come when you are riding your master drifter and injected the seed of God in you. Right in the end time. Right in the Eden of, of Satan. No, I don't like to call him Satan. It's look, it looks like to me it's, it's too good for him to be Satan. He's Satan. Sounds more appropriate to me. I want it to be more evil because he's evil. Amen. Amen. Can I read something for you? Do you, do you love the prophet? Yes. I made one scripture, I think it's in Hebrews, Pastor, where the, the Bible says, Moses was read. Hey, brother, I left my Bible. I started preaching to myself that scripture. Moses, as Moses was read in the temple. I said, what, what, what is this? How can you read the man? So today, can I say, as William Brenham was being read, church, if you don't like him, we'll meet in heaven. I'm reading, I'm reading our Moses. 
Was he not told by the angel that as Moses stood in the gap for his people, you will do the same as I was with Moses. What was God saying? The position that Moses had for the people is the same position that I'm giving to you. But after he was given that position, he said, if you love me, call me brother. He knew exactly what he was to the people. If you don't see God in a prophet, you will never see God again. When they denied the message of Samuel, God said, Samuel, don't worry about that. They have not denied you. They have denied me. They said, for you, we don't have a problem, brother Samuel. We love God, but we want a man. You love God, but you want a man to lead you. Where, where will this man, where is this, seat, this man's seat? Where is his chair? But God has been leading you all along. Now you want a man. He said, no, 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 brother Samuel. It's not, it's not about you. You are a prophet of God. We believe you. We love you. And we love God. But we want a man. Is it not the same as they are doing? Papa, papa, papa. They want a man. They don't want God. They want? But when a man presents God, eh? when a man presents God, they don't want that man and the God is presenting, but they still want another man. Christ said, you cannot believe what I'm teaching you when I say I've come in my father's name. But another man will come in his own name. That you will believe. Imagine if God tells you you are going to believe another man. Huh? It's dangerous, brother. God himself preaching to you and tell you you are denying me. You are going to believe another man. And the devil was holding his hand like this. Okay. So these people have got the capacity to believe another man. Eh? He believes it because he knows it's God who has said it. Eh? So he started preparing his ministers. For he can make his ministers angels of fire. Now you hear them preaching fire, fire. It's not a fake fire. They can bring the fire and make the fire, but not of God. Because they are being made by their father to be like that. But whenever there is a prophet, Ezekiel was told, you know what I will do with you? Do this one thing. Preach the word. Don't deviate. But after your message, then shall the people know that there has been a prophet in the land. Why would they have to know afterwards? Because they were not believing him when he was still living and preaching to them. When Brother Branham was preaching, they denied him. But now they are confessing. There's, a, there's no man can live like what Branham lived. His life can tell you something. I listened to the testimony of Hubert Angel. All this time he was preaching against the prophet. All of a sudden he says, that was not a man. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. You have died already. <laughs> the very day you denied him when you knew that he was a man of God, you died there. For to deny the word made manifest in your day is death. Adam and Eve, they denied the word of God made manifest in their day and they died. God said, surely in that day, 
Not tomorrow. In that very day, you will die. And we are dying until now. But thank God for, for Calvary. I won't go to Job 14, because Job 14 tells us that man that is born of a woman, his days are, because why, why the days are few? There's death. And before he dies, men are his what? You, you rather attend to this message and be born of a man. You were born of a woman, but be born again. Now, when you are born again, you are no more that person that was born of a woman. That's why your afflictions, when they come, you are delivered out of every one of them. When others are hanging themselves, you are being delivered. Because you have been born again. You are no more that man that the devil, when he looks, he says, yeah, is at all times, will go again. But this time I'm holding my Bible and reading a scripture that says, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. So I'm waiting to see what the devil is going to do because what kind of weapon is he going to bring? Of what form and of what size? Because here, there's no weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God be for us, who can be against us? You must have a tendency of reading certain scriptures when you are in certain times. Eh? If is any man merry, let him sing psalms. Amen. But the prophet came and taught us the way around. If you are in afflictions, rejoice. When you turn your afflictions into praise, God will turn your afflictions into blessings. Amen. The word that I'm reading here to you is paragraph 190 of wisdom versus faith. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. See? The word was in God. It was God. It was his source that was in him. It was with him. All, always there. God's thoughts is an eternal, is as eternal as God is. Am I here to tell you that this word is the eternal source of God. Amen. When time comes for a scripture to be fulfilled, there is no push and fast. You cannot help it to be manifested. When time came for the bride to be manifested, we don't even know, some of us, how we came here. Some of you, you just came here and said, ah, there's church here, let me check if there is something better. Then that was it. Someone just visited you and they were asking for an ex by your house homestead. Then you just said, can you, can, I, can you come to church Sunday? Then they came. That was it. Some of you, because you, you were hard-hearted and naughty, others spent years preaching to you. Then that was it. You came. Finally said, but these men were right. I want to ask you one question. What made you think they were right? Of what substance, even up to now, can you bring? the surface, to say, this is what the brother that testified to me, he said something mouthful here. Otherwise, you don't even remember what they said that brought you in. No man cometh to the Father but by me. No man cometh to me except the Father draws him. So there is a drawing that is happening invisibly. Now you go to the message of William Bram, he says, invisible union of the bride. Eh? Uniting time. 
Those are, what kind of titles are those? Who is uniting? Why are we uniting? For what purpose? Huh? We are uniting to become the bride of Jesus Christ. And others are making a mistake. They think the bride is only this church age. The bride comes from the time when Paul was preaching. was preaching to the bride of Jesus Christ. Because that is when the church age is started. Amen. So when they tell you, listen to us, we have got a message for the bride. What will they do with the dead? Those that have rested, Paul and the rest of them, they are in the graves. How will you preach your message that is almost like new to us now? How will you bring it to the dead? Who are in the graves? Because Brother Abraham said, I preached. What Paul preached? Because what made them go in the graves believing is what we are believing now. They went right down in the grave believing that word. One good thing about Adam is he freely went in the scene with his wife. That's why the Bible says it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman being deceived was in error, in transgression. But when Adam saw it, being a prophet, being a son of God, he said, ah, now the devil has tempered with my garden. Let me be part of it. When Christ looked at you and you were in sin and never having any hope to come back to him, he said, oh, the devil has tempered with my church. The prophet says it. Inasmuch as the devil put his dirty hands on the bride of God's son, Adam, he went right to the woman and touched that woman, put his seed right there. Right here in the end time, he's trying to touch that same bride. They, and he said, they have believed it. Remember, I was preaching to the Pentecostals. Before the bride, before you came out. Because if you ask you, you belong to certain churches somewhere. Maybe you still belong there because you still have those credentials of that church in this message. Being here does not make you holy. And being present in church every day, in a message church, does not make you a son of God. Because, because this guy called, uh, I don't want to call him a brother. I don't think he was a brother either because he was stealing every time. The man called Judas is carried. There is another one who was Judas, Basabas, Justus. Huh? He led the whole church away and they perished with the wrong doctrine. But he was a believer in the church. How did he manage to preach something that was contrary to what Paul was, pre was preaching? Something contrary to what Peter was preaching? How did he come up with that? It's not him. It was the devil injecting that thing. Trying to spoil that bride. And you hear what God says at the end of that age. He says, you have left thy first love. He is condemning them for leaving the word. He is condemning, condemning them for not carrying out those prayer meetings. He is condemning them for not having those all night prayers. Brother Abraham calls it an old fashioned religion. Brothers, we must stop being luxurious with Christianity. When you think Christianity is a remote and a video in front of you, ta -ta -ta, you're watching the whole day with your family. No prayer, nothing. When afflictions come, brother, that TV won't help you. 
That remote won't help you. I'm telling you. Just imagine, if I can just give you one of my, my testimonies where all four cars are dead. You don't have even a, ch- a car to take you to church. What do you do? And what are you going to do with all dead, four, four dead cars? What are you going to do with it? You try this one, it's up. Then you try the other one. This one is already dead. You are going to the other one. Then I said, brother, 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 let's call for a halt. It's too much now. Something is happening here. At least one must be moving. At least one must be moving. God's thoughts is as eternal as God is. Amen. That ain't skim milk, brother. See, here it comes. God's thoughts was his word in the beginning. That's in eternity. Now, when beginning first started time, you see where time started? That's what you call the beginning. Because the beginning of all beginning is his God. Before there was a beginning, there was God. And his word. And it was a thought in his mind. So you cannot separate, brother, I cannot separate you with what you are thinking right now. Because if I ask you, brother, what are you thinking? You tell me. If I watch you for the next two weeks, that's what you are going to do. So how can what you are doing and you yourself doing what you are, you are supposed to do be separated? Because before you do it, make it manifest. To say, oh, this is what the brother was thinking all along. He wanted to buy a car. Okay. But that car was in your mind. The thought to buy a car was in your mind. The amount of money was in your mind. The ability to buy the car was in your mind. The decision to buy it when and what date was in your mind. If you don't say it, you will not, will not know what you are going to do. But God, willing to make us know exactly what we are going to be partaking of, he had to make it written. He put the law. This is what you call the Bible. So the Bible is not as cheap as you think. I'm not talking about the new international version here. Or revised standard version. Or any other version. Or printed by Watchtower. I'm not talking about that. Who told them to print? Or SDA, what, 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 what. They are actually telling you this Bible does not belong to every other church. It belongs to us. Because when you read with them, they, 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 are, they begin to ask you, like the watchtower, they say, what version is your Bible? As long as you don't have a watchtower version, yours is wrong. You see? So I was having a habit of meeting a watchtower with scriptures that are not deleted in my Bible. Then I ask him to read from his Bible. I know exactly it's there, and he never, they, they, all of them that did the re-editing and what, what, they never saw that the things that they are deleting, they are in certain scriptures that are not transparent. So when you give it to him, you say, what does that scripture mean? I met another watcher and said, hey, you know what? When Jesus Christ was up, he was, uh, he was a spirit man. He, he, was not, he did not eat. So when a man dies, he dies. He's gone for good. Because when he was made, he was made a living soul. When he dies, he dies. There's no spirit. There's no soul. Listening to him, I said, okay, fine. Oh, that's a good... Uh, I'm learning. But what do you do with Luke chapter 24? That says, when he rose up, I said, you are sitting exactly where the disciples were sitting the day he resurrected, before he ascended. He met his own disciples, not a watchtower church. And they were saying, they, they, supposing him to be a spirit, they feared greatly. And he said to them, children, if you enemy, 
Then they, they was fish. Then he put the fish and the bread on the, on the fire. He had already put the fire. How did he light the fire? Where did he get the matchsticks from? The fire was already there. Maybe just when the fire was there. But now he's resurrected. All power is given unto him in, in heaven and in earth. Now he's talking to them. He said, okay, let out for a drought. The fish comes out. He says, put on the fire. He's reading their minds. Eh? Then he took one fish and ate. Piece of bread and ate. Then he's asking them, can a spirit eat? Now they're looking at each other. How did he, did he hear us? Did we talk loud? No, but I never, I said, I whispered, brother. How did he know we were talking about him being a spirit? He said, can a spirit eat? So why such thoughts arise in your mind? I'm flesh and blood like I was. I went right in death. I came out. Here I am. Here are the wounds. I'm looking for Thomas. I want to show him. He ate, brother. I said, so the Jesus you are preaching to the people. It's not the one I preach. Because the one I preach, being a spirit as you suppose, as they supposed, you are still sitting there. Your church is still behind, far behind in Luke 24. Who was this one that ate? It's the one I'm preaching. That watchtower never came to my house again. They are busy deleting these scriptures that speak about Godhead. Now they come to a message believer that is so weak. And he says, ah, no, I'm going to ask my pastor. Oh. Brother, sister, you must read your Bible. Because if you want to be spiritual, read your Bible and... Because if you are spiritual, right in that hour, it shall be given you what to say. You will get scriptures that you have never read before when they are asking you a certain question. Take no thought of what you shall say. Do not even meditate. For right in that hour, when there is need to have something said, to pop out. Because why? He's resting. Umlilo. Uvalelo. Uyakuluma. Umlilo. The fire speaks. It gives you scriptures. He whispers. Go to Exodus 23. Say, what, what, what's in? I don't know this scripture. I've never read the book of Exodus. You say, verse 19. Then you just give this man, when he's reading, he said, ah, no, if the debate is not going like this, then I'm going. Because these things, this doctrine, I think it's of William Brenham. They go. But you say so, it's of William Brenham. William Brenham only repeated what he saw in the scripture. That's right. Because he preached what Paul preached. So I'm also repeating the same thing. See how it ends. People, Pastor, people like us to alter the word. They like us when we do alterations. If you and I could agree and say, Pastor, I think these spoken words are too old, man. You must... Especially when there's just, like you see, when we are reading it, it's just, ah, dot, dot, dot. There's got to be some foundation somewhere. So if the word, dot, 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 the prophet didn't finish. We can finish this one first. I think, so the word was, so the word, what, what do you think? We must finish this one, eh? We can bring our own spoken words, brother. It's good to edit, edit and see, hey. Yeah, there's no question mark here. But it was a question, eh? Do you know there's a man who's printing his own spoken words? And he's dishing them out. Yeah, his believers came to my house one day. They, they tried to bring another book. Then another one came. Then the sister was hiding that one. I didn't want to act up on I wanted to say, I want that one that you're hiding. Bring it. I said, okay, fine. For what reason? They have believed the man. They have not believed Christ. 
So let it be. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they are going. So let it be. They are busy printing, correcting the prophet. They know where he made error. But Malachi 4 said, certain things are said eh, to derail some. So that those that are supposed to be unbelievers, they must disbelieve the word. Because they have got a reason to disbelieve. When they denied Christ, when he said, you must drink my blood and eat my flesh, they had scripture to deny him. When they challenged Moses about his wife, an Ethiopian woman, they had scriptures for it. God's word from his own throne, correcting a prophet. Eh? But what happened? Moses was happy with the Ethiopian woman. They were struck with lepros for saying it. So you don't have to wonder if they are struck with lepros, brother. They are actually saying, no, you know what? We are choosing between leprosy and the word. We are choosing to live in sin and live the word. From that time, it has been darkness, night, and darkness. You cannot comprehend the night without having had a day. The day and night, they complement each other. You can only appreciate the day when there's been a night. When will the sun rise? You only know how good the tree of life is when the tree of knowledge of good and evil has given you afflictions. So if you run away from afflictions, you will not appreciate the tree of life. And the product thereof, which is eternal life. And the word was with God, and the word was, made, was God. See, his thoughts is what he was. You cannot be something else that you are not thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You don't think by your brain, you think by your heart because in the heart sits the soul. Because in the soul is the makeup of believing and unbelieving. Right. When we see you going to drink, it's because you have disbelieved the scripture that says you should not drink. Right. When we see you stealing, it's not because you are guilty of stealing, you are guilty of disbelieving yes. the word. Right. That tells you not to. Right. Amen. If you don't want an orange, orange tree, you don't have to go and pluck out the oranges and throw them all down and say they are going to rot. This season, no oranges. But next time, next season, flowers will come up again. You must uproot the tree. Amen. And burn it in fire. And make sure you don't even leave a root in the ground. So you will never have oranges again. So you should not worry about the fruits of sin. But you must be worried about the, the seed of sin. You get rid of the seed, then you get rid of all the sins. That is exactly what Christ came to do. He never removed the theft. Because those that want to steal, they are still choosing to steal. He never removed the murder. Because those that want to kill, they are still killing. But he removed the seed of sin. When you partake of Christ, he deals, his makeup and his power deals with the seed and kills that seed. Then you cannot do the rest. Right. 
Now we find some brothers are battling with lust. Huh? You are battling. You think you are going to drive your car and count all these women you see on the road and compare them to your wife? Brothers, pastor, it's, it's a very good privilege to, to be given such an honor by God to marry one of his daughters. Brother Mpanyan, to have sister Mpanyan in your house, it's a very good honor. Just imagine if you married another wife that would be a prostitute. Run around and leave you with the children, go boozing and playing boogie-woogie and everything. This time he's in this car, the other time you see him in that other car. And now time come, night time, you are putting the children in bed, she's knocking on the door. You don't even know where she was. Just imagine if you were put in that situation. But there are men living with such right now. And they call it life until they join in. Even if they don't want to drink, they join in. I think this is the reason why God said, you husbands, you must love your wives. Now we will start the point. Now I'm seeing a revelation of it now. Why he said it? Brothers, these sisters are valuable to us. Holy Ghost-filled Christian in your home. To your wife, Brother Dipal. It makes me want to cry. What honor is that? What, 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 what? How do I deserve this? What have I done to deserve this? Had he given me a chance to marry anyone else, what will I be living with now? Maybe I will be having AIDS. And you see, the brother after preaching has got a big jumbo of tablets. He's hiding by the toilet, he's got this AR of his. After a sermon, and he's preaching divine healing. Brothers, this is exactly what is happening elsewhere out there. Preachers have got HIV. They are living on ARFs. They are going for counseling. One time a Mahosha here by Jeliko told me, you know, are you pastors? Some of you come here, you don't have to tell us you're a pastor. But I said, look at me, right? Look at me. I stopped, I said, look at me. Right in my eyes. You see what you saw in those men. She just vanished. Do you think I look alike? I was in my overalls, but I said, can you look in my face and tell me I'm identical to those men that visit you here? Then I prayed, I said, Lord, I don't think all all of these Mahoshas are going to to hell. Some have been misled. One night, one morning, I asked my wife, I prayed. I think I'll get one, at least one. Lord, show me by a sign that not all of them are going to hell, all of those. I want one that will run away, shoot from the rest of them, meet me on the way, speak in a certain way, try to take me in. I want one that will run. If she just just speaks to me and she's sitting there, I won't attend to her. But if she runs away from the rest and miss me on the way, I will stop there and wait. You will address that one. I gave you a smoking word. No, let's go inside and read together. (laughs) I said, no, I'm not here to, to read a book. I always read these books. It's only you that don't read. That's why I'm asking you to read. Yeah. One time I saw her attending a Pentecostal church in town. She just went like this, going inside the church. She can't meet me now. Because I prayed, she must not be there. She must go to church. 
I don't know why God put her in that church, not here. But brother, I'm telling you, I've got spoken words in those brothers. I was distributing them. Because I was convinced, not all of them. Some of them are Arabs. Yeah, some of them are Mary Magdalene's. Yes, some of them are like this woman of Samaria. You condemn them, you are doing the worst thing ever. You run away from them, you are proving you don't have the substance to redeem them. Why must we run away? You are, I'm, I used to go, I'm sitting here at Puma. Which road must I used to go to work? I tried this one, this, this end of uh, Looking Street, there are eight of them there. I tried to go that other route, I would go late to work. Via that other route, I meet, there are more than 30 there. Then I said, okay, fine, let me just double up and go. <laughs> then they start to talk to you now. Hey, Tala, hey, Tala. Hey. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Amen. That is the product. But once you manage to move out of that other product, the evil part of it, partake of the good. You go on your phone, WhatsApp, Sister Skosana, wake up and let's, let's pray. 1 a.m. in the night. You think God is going to forget that you used WhatsApp for a good thing? You go on Facebook, you pick one quotation. You see there's 100, 100 people reading your status on WhatsApp. Quotations, quotations, quotations. But you are busy on WhatsApp. Even in school, you students, the teacher can even tell you, what are you doing? Nah, nothing, nothing. You are even lying. Nothing. I'm doing nothing. You are hiding the phone in, the, in, in, in that other place. The teacher is coming. She won't, she won't even find it. You are a believer, yeah? You can still lie. Play with the phone. Chat on WhatsApp. Spending your father and your mother's school fees. Rudely. You know what, you, you, you that are still going to school, you know what I told myself? I cannot be given a new book and a new ballpoint pen and write Monday, 011, what was January. Start writing by myself. Write everything there until I come to the end. They put a test for me and I fail. Doesn't make sense to me. I'm the one who was writing all those notes. They take a test out of what I wrote. I still have it, 25%. Why? Every time I hate it, 25%, it will be 25 out of 25 because I will only write what I know and I pass. The rest that I need to think, I leave it because I will read it afterwards. It's only that I didn't read, so I'm forgetting a little bit, so I must remind myself not to fail. Amen. I even passed the account when we, and I read it in four months. When my father told me, I had already dropped it. I was doing 11 subjects. I dropped some of them, three of them. I was left with, three, with eight. So I was telling them, I'm going to drop accounts again. I will write seven. It's good. Because I only want three for A-level. If it was allowed, I was going to write only three. Physics, chemistry, and maths. Why must I waste my time writing Shona, which I speak every day? <laughs> that was me. What am I using geography now for? I was asking myself as a student. I'm wasting my time. I just need mathematics, chemistry, and physics. And I'm going to A-level to do this. Then I do, go and do my degree. What if I need, what if, what need if I for, for, for commerce? That was me. I'm, I'm saying you must, you must 
we must render other subjects uh, unimportant. No. That was me. That was my thinking. But they said, no, in this house, that was my father. You only write eight subjects or more. Eight is the minimum. And I'm going to pay. You are not the one who's going to pay. Now they were paying, including accounts that I had left reading and preparing for the exams the last term. I dropped it. The whole term I had never touched a book for accounts. Now I was in trouble. I only read four topics. Eh? Four topics. And I was, it was compulsory for me to answer those four without choice. So I did exactly that and I got a C. Because I was telling myself I had a principle. I cannot write something here and fail it when they give an exam out of it. You can only fail because you spend most of your time doing dirty things. You are spending your time with nonsense. If you read your geography book, you read your whatever, I don't know the subjects here, but if you read those books, there's nothing sinister in those books. There's nothing difficult in those books. Simple stuff. You can get distinctions, all of them, if you want, especially in this mess and grace that we have. In this message. Because he can even give you answers even if you've, if you've forgotten the answers. He will give you. Yeah. I remember the time that I went for an all night with the brothers. The, then in the morning I said, brothers, let's, let's just revise this paper. I just feel like we must revise this one. We are sleepy, brother. And we said, well, no, no, but tomorrow there's an exam. Let's just prepare with this one. The teacher thinking in his mind said, I'm going to pick that one of 1967. I'll fix them. He's fixing us with the paper that we are revising. From an all night prayer. He won't make a mistake. God won't make a mistake. Make you fail and you are committed to him full time, every time. Commit your ways unto the Lord and he will bring your thoughts to pass. It is your ways that you have to commit unto the Lord. Your day in and day out business. How do you conduct yourself? How do you start your day? How do you end your day? I told my wife when I'm going out, I must pray. When I come in, I must pray. When we wake up, we must pray. During the night, we must pray. If we don't do that, we say we are failing. And that is not a church standard. It's our own standard in our house. If I go to work, before I move out, I pray. Before I get inside, I pray. Coming from church, we pray. We are eating, we pray. We are sleeping, we pray. We wake up, we pray. I'm moving out, I'm praying. I get to work, I pray. This is not a church standard. It's me. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Others don't even have a standard. They don't even stand for any principle. Not even the principles of the word. They can do anything. These things have been with us since Eden. And if God wanted to redeem us, the easiest thing was to just take away the tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, not block the tree of life. Because the tree of life was the one who was to redeem us. So he was just supposed to block this one. Don't partake of it anymore because you will die. So I'm bringing you to life. Partake of this one. But he put cherubims there. Then he left us eating this one. After some time, he came and manifested. Because in his mind, in his thoughts, the lamb was slain well before the foundation of the world. So one day he was thinking, how can I fulfill this? If man is going to be righteous and never doubt anything on my word, he's never going to get sick. This man cannot be redeemed because he's not going to fall sick. How can I hear him pray when he's not crying? The children must get sick. His car must be stolen. 
Then you see him in tears. Oh, I, Lord, I paid 50000 for this guy. The righteous cry. And the Lord delivers them out of them all. Amen. Afflictions. They will be with us until we leave this world. It's a portion where God is glorified in our life. God loves the man that is in the valley than on the mountain. And most of you hate that valley because you love the mountain. Because that's what the world is showing you. They've got BMWs with a cigarette on the side. With a girlfriend on the side. And a Hennigan. They're on top of the world. They can even tell you, brother, you don't know how to make money. <laughs> then you feel, you feel pity for yourself. You say, oh, I'm wretched, I'm, I'm miserable. When you have this, there's a song that I like so much. I thought one day I would sing for you. But it's in Shona, but I think I've got a endeavor version of it. One day I want to bring it here. It says, you must take everything that I have and leave my God. Take my children and leave my God. Do you know that song, brother? You must take everything, leave my God. The only time when I feel that I'm, I'm insecure is when they take all these spoken words in the Bible. When they leave this Bible, they haven't started, brother. Because when, when everything is gone, I take my book and open it. Then I, I bump into a scripture that says, by his stripes, I am healed. Then I'm scrutinizing, what, what, what does this scripture mean? Does it refer to me? To, to them that believe all things are possible. For, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Then you ask before you pray, is this God that I'm praying to? If I pray and bring these scriptures, because he says, bring your reasons to me. Don't just say, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, me and me and me and me and me and me. Amen. It's only you and God alone. What about the rest of the church? I normally tell my wife, there's times when we must stop praying for ourselves, even if we've got things to pray for. And pray for the rest of the believers. Even the ones we don't know by name. Yes, because we don't want to be guilty when we get to heaven. If I see a brother from India, if he says, brother, I've got it, I said that my prayer was with you. I was praying for believers in India one day. I've never been to India. But I think there's someone who needs prayer in India. We don't get what we are supposed to get before God. Even the power, because we are selfish. We cannot sacrifice what we have for another brother. Let alone not even for your pastor. Mm, you, are, you went quiet, eh? No amen. Not even for your pastor. You can't even sacrifice for your pastor. If you didn't have a suit, I will sacrifice all of my suits that I have. Because he's the one who's going to stand when I'm coming in. He goes in front. He's, he's going to answer. This man is going to answer. Somewhere, somewhere, he will tell God something about me. So I don't want any fault when I come there. When he calls me, brother, my tie is punctured. 
I leave everything, toes down, everything necessary. What, what, what type of a tie is it? What size? I go to him, help him. Because what else must I do for him for eternal life? If he stops preaching, he comes here and just stops, stands on the podium. He says, ah, greetings to you, church. God bless you. Let's sing. But he said, but we've been in the song service. He said, ah, today I, I just feel like we must sing. Tomorrow again we are singing. We are going to ask him, but what about the same ones? Has he stopped preaching? What happened to the pastor? Now when he's preaching, he misses a problem. You are not even there. You are only there when he's preaching. Hey, brothers. Brothers. Our pastor and the deacons and everyone, they are not spiritual men to an extent that they are, they are immune to problems. Yeah. Don't think that brother Tipali, because he's a trustee in church or whatever, then he's, he's got money because he's a trustee in church. If he is asking for 10 rand from you, you must understand why he wants 10 rand. He's your brother. He says, ah, but the brother who's even a trustee in church, how can he ask for 10 rand? Brother, you don't know what he's going through. He just don't have time to explain to you. You want him to explain all of your problems to you? When what will you do if he does? You can't even pray for him. What does the scripture say? We must carry one another's burdens. God's brother is looking, God is looking at a wider spectrum. He doesn't look at one, just one scripture of you being present in church. Forsake not the gathering of the saints together. I won't be late in church. He's not looking at that. He's looking at how you conduct yourself before your manager at work. After you've been the earliest one in church. Brother, you're playing a guitar, very nice, bass guitar. I can't even play it. After this guitar, how do you conduct yourself outside the, after the guitar? Is what matters. Some people don't even know what COD means. They think it's just an abbreviation. It's conduct, order, and doctrine. These things have got order. Ah, ah, COD, ah, COD. The pastor said COD. You don't even have the COD in your house. You have not even read, I've got the table, I've got the table. You are defending yourself using the table that you have never opened one day. You want to be spiritual? Read and pray. When you pray, don't be selfish and pray for yourself alone. I want to finish this quotation. See, his thought is what he was. Then Brother Branham says, that's you too. You are exactly what your thoughts are. You can never tell us anything. Even if your mouth will testify or something and you try to hide, one day you will say out exactly what you are. If we don't see you saying it out, you will pronounce it by actions someday. If you don't like another brother when he's around and you don't show it and you are smiling and you are faking that smile, one day you will pop out like a popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Then we see, oh, yeah. this brother don't like this brother. This man that was shouting at me, I'm trying my best, brother. I'm putting all the efforts. I'm moving around, putting my petrol, looking for space for his guy. And it's a difficult one. May I see this? And he don't see it. And I even told him, brother, the other two weeks, two days, three, two, three days, I was not feeling well. He didn't even touch your car. What has that to do with me? It's been two weeks with you. But how can you count two weeks when there's three days out of the other week? It's not two weeks. <laughs> then he said, your answers are stubborn to me. And I said, ah, fine. Then if I cannot say the truth, then let me keep quiet. 
You are even telling me that I, the other time I said, no, I'm, I'm going to be late today. But I'll do yoga. I'll be late. I'll continue with it. But I've got to fix my passport. It's, it's, it's expired. They've booked me to reapply for another one. So I can't miss that one. Because it's an opportunity in a lifetime. If they say, ah, brother, we gave you Thursday and you never phoned. You never forwarded your details. What must I do? I must fax and, I mean, do the emails and everything. Then I'm going to be an hour late for that. Oh, so you think your, your passport is important, more important to, than my car? <sighs> I said, I, I'm not saying it's important, more important than your car, but it's more important to me to be able to fix your car. <laughs> then he said, you, 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 you see, that's what I told you, you're arrogant. No, I'm, I'm telling you honestly, I cannot report to work. If the home affairs come and they find me with an expired passport and not, not even having, producing a slip that I applied for another one, what will I do? Will I, will I produce this man's Mercedes that I'm good at the Mercedes? <laughs> That's true as I was saying it. But he himself is thinking, I'm, I'm saying my passport is more important than his car. Because I don't know how much he bought that car. So, so I, I, I decided, I, I think I'm, I'm better with something. Maybe I'm not right. Let me keep quiet. When he comes, I want to speak to him. All I need to do, I'm an auto electrician. I told myself, I'm an auto electrician. I know how to do my job. I will deliver what this man wants, and I want to see him comment afterwards. He never commented, but he's telling everyone, ah, that man is good. He knows his job. Look at my gauges, they are all working. Yeah. But the electronics of that car, brother, you can go mad if you are not right up there. I'm telling you, if I recruit other guys, they can even run away if I say, do that Mercedes. It's only two days there, then I won't see them. Now he wants you to do it in two days. Mercedes has failed to do it. Huh? McCarthy has failed to do it. He brings it to me, he wants me to do it in two days. That's an affliction, brother, because it just comes and you, you didn't plan it, you just meet it when you get to work. The pastor is not there, the spoken words are in your shelf at home. <laughs> Nothing to defend you. It's you and you alone, and this man is, yeah. And he even told me, you know what, you know what, I'm a very nice man, but when I get angry, you won't like it. <laughs> what is making this man angry so much like this? But I wanted, you know what I wanted to ask him? Are you the only one with the right to get angry? But I said, now I'm going to be more stout now. Let me keep quiet. Because I will answer everything. Are you the only one with the right to get angry? Even the Bible don't forbid me to get angry. But I must watch it. must not go down when I'm still angry. Yeah, God knows I will be angry. Even God gets angry. When we go to God, it's not anger, brother. It's wrath. Beyond anger. It's anger times two. You cannot correct it. You cannot stop him. When he says, Moses, enough is enough. I'm opening the ground and swallowing everything. Enough is enough. He looked at the Red Sea through the pit of cloud and the waters, all the waters. When read Psalm 78, the waters, all the waters saw thee, O God. And they ran away. If water can run away from God, water which don't have ears, and you can keep on doing your adultery and go on and be a son of God. A tree that don't have ears could hear him when he spoke and said, I want fruit now. And it refused. And he answered because it spoke a certain language. Then he spoke another language. You are cursed from this day. No man eateth from thee again. If he could curse a tree that don't have ears, and once you come to church, day and night you are coming to church. And you still live that old, dirty life. 
and expect to be part of his bride in the end time. All I can tell you, brothers, you are partaking of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The other one, you are still very far. But what's needed in the end time? God has introduced the tree of life again. So that when you are riding your chariot, brother, what car is that? That VW what? Torin. You are overtaking, brother, coming to church. Your other hand on the window. And talking to other brother, you know what, brother? The service is going to be nice, brother. I was feeling very good in the morning. What, 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 what? You know that quotation? What, what, what? You are talking about quotation scriptures coming to church. Riding on a product of a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Never, God never took that away. That's why he said with afflictions. You only enjoy when you are in the car, but you don't enjoy the tire puncture. You only enjoy the car when it's right, but you don't enjoy it when it needs pan of beating. But there's a brother who's doing pan of beating. So once in a while, you must have some pan of beating. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen, love God. That's you too. What your thoughts are is what you are. No matter what you try to live by something else, thoughts is what you are. You might go along, act like a nice fellow, but in your heart, you are an adulteress and whatever is. That's what you are, your thoughts. And God's thoughts was his word that was with him and in him, and it was, it was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And God was made flesh. Do you see the destination of God himself? From a spirit. Wanted to come into flesh. But he's calling a man that has been brought forth by flesh to be a spiritual man. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was, was, was with God, and the word was made flesh. God's thoughts was expressed in a human body, made flesh, dwelt among us. There you are. Now, if you have eternal life today, you are in God. By God's, by God's being in you, you are God's expressed thought. Brother, there's never going to be a, an opportunity where every other Christian would opt and desire to be, where the thought of God is being expressed in you. For us to see what God is really like, he chooses, hey, sister, I want that sister. I want the people in, in Linville, Ackerville, wherever, to, to see me. Then he just picks one sister from there, and you happen to be that sister, to express his thought. Because without him expressing it, you will never know what God is thinking about you. Maybe you just come and say, cast be thou art. He did that to some. He told the Amalekites, your, your, your cup is full. He told Saul to go and wipe them all out from the face of the earth. But he never did that with you. He said, come up higher. Come to me. I've got something, some good news for you. I've got good thoughts for you. Thoughts of an expected end. An expected end that was seen before the beginning. He saw the end from the beginning. He saw that I've got the Bali at the end. Beautiful. I've got Brother Ward when he's looking far. 
Then when, when you were born, brother, it was not coincidence. God was very happy the day you were... <laughs> they were saying, congratulations, a man, a man child is born. Brother, was, God was also doing the same thing in heaven. Now things are shaping up. I see, ah, there's the pali there. They are born now. Hey! Now when you are born, you are partaking of this tree. You don't even know nothing. In sin did my mother conceive me. That's what brought us here. But God came around, introduced this word again. In the first generation of the creation of God, when he had Adam and Eve, he introduced this word, nothing else. Nothing else. No stones, no salt, nothing. No tea, nothing. No what, what. Now you see these other churches, they give you stones. Eh? And you leave the message, you go to get stones. Eh? You leave the message of the hour. You go and get uh, tea from Zion. I'm <laughs> Zion. They, need, they give you tea. Now, after a while, things are, the afflictions are higher than when you never took the tea from the Zionist. Now you go to Amanjos. You say, I think Amanjos are quite a little much. I must look into this thing. At least I'll go and just please them and come back and continue. There's no Christianity like that, brother. A double-minded man will never, never, never receive anything from God. As long as you are double-minded about your wife, you will never discover what, how good your wife is. I'm glad I don't do that. I show my wife exactly where I'm standing. I tell her, you must come up higher to that position. That's where I am. You can ask her. She's there. She's not, she's not in a cocoon. She can speak for herself. I don't hide anything. If it concerns God, other things I might hide because I fear maybe I might offend my wife. Maybe if I say it, I'm not saying it right if it's this. But if it's the word of God, I call her. Midnight. There's something popping up now for us, not the church. Come, let's read this spoken word. Do you see yourself here? She says, ah, it's plain. This is us here, sister, in the spoken word. We were prophesied to be here. We are part of these books that we carry. We're not carrying them for nonsense. We're not trying to be bogus Christians. We're not trying to be, to be, to be half-done Christians. Because the book says, God don't make half-Christians. He don't have half-Christians. But it says, but though sometimes you find these children are like that. You are half because you spend most of your time with the things that don't pertain to God. But as I'm encouraging you this morning, brothers, the tree of life... And the tree of knowledge of good and evil is standing right next to each other. And you are supposed to choose and denounce the other one. No man can save mammon and God the same time. No one can bring forth good and bitter waters the same time. You love the world, you love God. You love the world, you love the word. Which part of the word do you love? If we love God, brothers, you know sometimes you can even laugh with the things that God can do. They called me for another car. I, I have never fixed that car. It's a V6 Audi 99 model. It's a very difficult car to do. I will tell you, if you can go and ask even the mechanics, even the garages, they can tell you. 
Now I did my consultation. I'm on WhatsApp on my calls. I'm calling my friends. That I saw them doing a couple of them. They said, hey, my friend. They never gave me advice, brother, how to fix that car. I think they in our foot. The time they were fixing the ones that I saw them fixing, I think they never came right. All of them, they said, ah. Only one said, I need to be there to see what's happening. Only one. The rest were saying, eh, ingos, ingos, ingos. Now I'm left alone. I sat on the seat of the driver's seat. I'm looking, there's a crankshaft sensor there. I said, okay, fine. I see the wires are joined. I've got insulation tape. I said, okay, fine. In the meantime, when I relax and think what I was going to do and tell this owner whether I can't do it or once I make up my mind, let me just tape these wires. Boom, a thought came. Go and take the other one that is in front and see if they are the same. Because I'm looking at the length, I see maybe it's not, it's shorter. I will, I will tell you why, why it came like that. It was not me. It was me, I'm saying, yes, thanks for I'm just sitting here and thinking what I'm going to tell this owner of this car. God can fix cars, brothers. So I've put my certificates aside. I consult him to fix people's cars and write an invoice and eat the money and give it to my wife. That's how I enjoy with, with God. He's not doing it for himself. We don't need nothing from me. If, I, if at all I'm going to give him Mr. tithe and offering that he prescribed in, in this book and the extra things I can do for believers if I can. Wherever possible I manage, I can do that. If I'm, I'm next to you, I can help you in every possible way I can. Amen. But here I am, I'm looking at this now. You know, Pastor, when I went and trying to take, in my mind, I'm thinking, no, no thought can just pop up like this when I'm in trouble. That sensor is shorter. That was me. With confidence. Before I even took it out, I see the ball that is tightening it down. It's not right through. I'm checking, they put some wedges. So it's shorter. It's not reaching to the point where it must pick up. It's not shorter as in size, but it's shorter as to where it's supposed to reach. Just before I took it out, I, I smiled. I said, I'm starting this car. I took those wedges out. The sensor went down. I never even put that ball to tighten it. I went to the key straight. The wife told the man, hey, the car is starting out there. Go and check. Ah, the man said, that one can never start. Ah, that one. I think it's another car. I switched it off again because I wanted to alert them. It's a physics. I'm raving it. To alert them. I've done something here. In the meantime, I'm telling myself, hey, God can fix cars. <laughs> and I will not tell these people because they won't pay me. <laughs> they will say, oh, ah, hey, wonderful grace of God. He has helped us all. So, so what must we do for you? Then I'm just smiling and say, ah, you know, anything, you know. But you cannot charge God's work. But if I'm inviting him to help me in my work, he knows very well that I've got a figure in there for this kind of a job. Yes. He's trusting me for the, for the cost and the charge of it. Because he never whispered, he said, he charged them 5,000. He never did. He only whispered where the problem was and he vanished. I don't know where he was standing, but I hate something. And I know he's inside. But if he was standing next to me, I don't know where he was, which side he was standing. All I know is I fixed that car. And I never used any spanner. Like the whole two boys. Only a 10 spanner. You know, you want to know how much I got from that car? 2,500. 
And we started negotiating. I said, ah, no, brother, we are playing with my knowledge. You know why I charge too much like this? It's because of the, the knowledge, the understanding. <laughs> Brothers, God is good. I don't know why people refuse to save him. I don't know why. To be honest, I don't know why. He's 100% good in everything. If I could put another 100%, it still won't suffice. After all this life, you get eternal life. He is God who cares. He can carry our burdens. But the prophet preached the message, he cares, do you care? And he preached another message, door inside the door. You only open that one, but the other ones, you say, Lord, you know, here is where I do my things. Eh? You sit in the dining room, in the kitchen, I make my own tea. And you are not allowed to come to the kitchen. Eh? God said, oh, okay, fine, I don't come to the kitchen. Sit in the dining room. Yeah, when I go to work, I do my, my dirty deals. Don't come that side. There's no prayer needed there. Yeah, you just have to plan. Be clever about it. Otherwise, you go to jail. Otherwise, they will hear that the brother has been... So you play wise. God is not wanted there. You know, you, you hear me, God, what I'm saying. Don't come that side. Because eh? if another man is coming and suggesting, you know what, you know what, this order is exactly like mine. I've got this order and it's, it's dead. My man, it's dead. I'll give you 5,000. I know it's 1.8, but I'll give you 5,000. So just take one and put it there. When the owner comes, I said, you, you, you tell him. So, Omek, you are suggesting to me to do what you want to do with you. Let's wait for the owner. You tell him you are going to do this. Swap his old and take his in. If, you, if he agrees, I'll do it for you. Some of you brothers say, hey, 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 how much you give me? 5,000. 5,000. But I know, brother, it's not good, brother. I know, it's, I know it's not good. Uh, God will take care. Eh? God, yeah, God will take care. Then you swap the older needles. You think you're going to be rich? The rest of the year you are crying and asking God, why am I not blessed? Conduct, order, and doctrine of the church, of the living God, not his Iodja. Hey, church of the living God is not like every other church. So I mentioned the name, but I'm mentioning that name because I was there and I saw what they do. They are just pledging money. Simple. Because the people that are preaching, they need money. They are not going to work. They are lazy to work. They are not like us. I am an autodidactician. Don't give me even a cent. Only when I ask you to help me. Yeah. Don't feel pity for me. Yeah. But if God tells you, help that brother, do it. Maybe your blessing is hanging on that. Honestly, brother, I'm telling you. Why must I depend on the pastor? To say, hey, now, uh, pastor, you see, this month I didn't even buy groceries. I think, I think uh, things are tough. Me. What do you think he's going to do? I'm asking, what do you think he's going to do? Go out of his way. Carry my bed in. Buy me groceries. Next month again, as less as I am not even willing to go to work, even if he looks for a job for me, hey, Pastor, you know, this job is tough, man. So what, do I, what must I do? Paul was a tent maker. Peter and the rest of the other apostles, they were fishermen. They had nets to fish. Brothers, if you can be lazy, 
you not be able to feed your own family. And if you, can, if you cannot feed your own family, you are worse than an infidel. No, I mean. I was thinking of the brothers who say, Amen, brother. You just said it, no amen. They don't want to wake these people. They want things for Mahala. They want goblins to bring money for them. It's in York. You want a snake to, 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 to bring money for you. Must work. Sweat. Because it came from that other tree. You are partaking of it. But as you partake of it, when the faith of God meets your faith, when the two omnipotent meet, whilst they are still sweating, and you are looking at an old V6 and you can't fix it, you are almost there to tell someone that I can't fix your car. Out comes the 2,500. You look at your wallet, you pull it out, it's empty. He gives us daily our daily blessings. He loads us every day with every good gift. With good things. He fills our mouths with good what? Things. He just said things because there are plenty of them. The other time he want to eat an apple, fills mouth. Want to eat a carrot. He makes sure he fills your mouth with all those things. So he just says things so that you make a choice of the things you want. And then he says, what, ask whatsoever you want in my name. The only problem is you don't want to be in his name. But you want to ask in his name when you're outside of the name. It doesn't work. Amen. Sorry, sorry, church. I'm going to read just one, one quote. Just one. If you can give me just one moment to read, just one quote. The God of this evil age. Did you know this evil age had a God? And then which God are you saving? The one from heaven or the one of this evil age? Your works tell better. That's why your amens are very few. Eh? I don't enjoy to see you quiet. But I don't mind if you keep quiet. And I won't change my preaching. I won't. Even if you bring a gun, I won't change. You can, you can try it if you want. Bring a gun, bring everything, bring, bring, bring whatever you call, what, what is that? Brother, who, don't we have someone in the army? Do you bring that one, that, that. IK-47 is far too little. I grenade is small. I need that one that goes, that can launch the canoe. Bring that one. I will still tell you, uh, I will speak like Mika and tell you, King, if you go to war and come back, the Lord has not spoken to me. Why? Because I've got a scripture for what I'm saying. I've got a quotation for what I'm saying. So why must I fear when these quotations have got a better destiny than the canoe? Brother Brenham, you don't have, uh, what do you call this? You don't have, uh, uh, 
This funeral police. He said, ah, no, I've got, I don't have insurance. I've got assurance. Assurance? What kind of business is that? Blessed assurance. He said, no, brother, you're missing it. No, insurance, you know, it works like this. You, you must be, when you, when you die, they must bury you nicely. And he said, oh, brother, you are too far-fetched from what, where I am. I'm worried about the one who takes me out. I don't worry about getting in. The uptaker, the undertaker is another business. If I worry about the undertaker, then I might forget the uptaker. So I'm busy with the uptaker. He's got assurance, blessed assurance. Jesus Christ is mine. What a blessed hope. Notice the tree that Satan caused Eve to partake of was the tree of good and evil. It was a mixed tree. Now look, at the day we are, at the day we are living in, when he is calling out his bride, he's got a church that claims to be good when it's evil by denying the word. Brother, to be evil, brother, does not mean that you must commit adultery. I told you. Because when you commit adultery, already there's a scripture that you have denied. If you believe that scripture, you will not do that. And if you believe that scripture, it will have power to help you to overcome. Am I lying? They are denying the word. A mixed tree. Now they are questioning the cloud. They are questioning even if Brother Ram was there when the cloud appeared. They are saying a lot of things. Brother, I told another brother, they must come and I will tell them. Were they there when I was going to resign? The light came from heaven and shined upon us when we were three of us. What cloud is that? Because I was looking at that testimony of the cloud and I had my own cloud. That is my own testimony. What will you do with that light? I saw it. And I was, I, was, I was in my notes thinking I'm going to preach token. And I arrived at the old night. The brothers are playing the tape token. What is that? Who told them I've got a token prepared? I was going to preach in a rural area, a message token. And I told the brothers, I feel like changing my title, but something is pushing me to preach about the token. Now I'm sitting quiet there. The brothers are saying, brother, you were late, but we just decided to play this tape. I'm listening, it's token. I just had to wrap up. What more can I preach when the prophet has already preached? In a raw area. And I, we left the pillar of fire in that house. That is very talking. And the people received the Holy Ghost. Sister, am I lying? Am I lying? She was there. I'm happy she is here. Some of these people, God brings them for a, for a reason in a specific season. She was in that house. That sister. If you go in a raw area and maybe it's a rainy season, it's planting season. When it gets dark, brother, even you light a candle, you not see each other nice. But we left the house like as it is now. Daylight. You could even fail to see your candle. Where was the candle? Because it's too much light inside. And we just left, we just disappeared and went to our homes and left it like that. Nanata Madala came with quarrels, was busy practicing witchcraft. Yeah, because God told me he's busy with that. He came, hey, you know what? You, you, if you continue preaching like this, I'll be a brother. I said, it's too late. Should have been a, a brother before. Not now. Not unless you, you leave your things. I'll be a brother. If you continue preaching like this, he saw something. God does not worry whether he's in a rural area, he's in your home, he's in town. He has no place to be respected. He can be respected in any place. It can, it, can, it can happen even in a, in a boat fishing. 
You can restore life of a small fish. That's the God we are talking about. Who don't want a pulpit to display himself. A mixed tree. Oh, say, they have great societies. They help this. You know, some people have even left church because we don't help them. They think they must come here because we must help them. So that's the reason why they, they are not coming here for salvation. They come here because we must, we as a church, we are understanding people. And the pastor is very nice and a very good man. We, we must be helped. We are not here to help people. If you are here to be helped, you are mistaken. Change your goals. Because we, we help one another, but we are, that's not our main function here. Amen. Yes. We are not here to pursue. How many, how many people have I helped today in church? Did I help this brother? It looks like I've never helped this one. We are not here for that. But when the brothers got a problem, we don't forget that we should help the brother. We help one another. But that's not our cause for being here. Sometimes God can even make you, brother Mafagaza, to be forgotten by the rest of the church because he wants you alone to respond to that situation. You are still wondering why the brothers are leaving me alone. They are not leaving you. They have been instructed to leave you alone by, by some unknown force. They just, they just feel to neglect you for that moment. Because God says it's been quite a long period of time. This man looks up to people. He trusts people. Trust this one. Trust that one. You know, when brother so-and-so comes, he does this. I've got a friend of mine when he wants to send things home. Brother, the things will reach his home without even, with his hands in the pocket. When you get to Whitbank, there's Willard. Willard will help you. He will connect you to another guy who's going to Mokopan. When he gets that one, he will put the things in. My brother is in Mokopan. My brother is going to Zimbabwe. When he goes to Zimbabwe, my aunt is waiting by the brother. When he's in Northern Cape there, his things will reach Blawai. I'm, I'm the only man who puts a stop to him. I tell him, my brother, you are mistaken. Today I'm busy. I won't be able to run around the itinerary. The mistake you made one is you didn't ask me what am I going to do today. How busy I am. So it's not obvious that if you send someone, I'm going to do your stuff. The very person you send, let him do the other homework because I'm busy. You should have consulted me. I cannot just say, oh, he's not God that I can leave my things and do his stuff. No, I cannot do that. But in his mind, it's obvious. You get to Willard, he's a very good guy. You, ah, I'm not that good. <laughs> not good always like that. I'm good for good, not good for the, the, the betterment of whatever you want. you misusing the aspect of being good. Yeah. yeah, I tell him openly, my brother, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right now, as you are speaking, I'm out of Whitbank, I'm in Creel, and I'm in the mine. So I cannot help you. Honestly, I cannot help you. You should have consulted with me. Maybe I could have changed my program. Because you are my friend, I could have changed. Let me go by 11 o'clock. This guy is coming by 10, then I can assist him, help my friend, then his things go well, then I go to work. But if you don't consult with me, I, I get on with my stuff. Amen. Don't be that kind of a brother that just looks up. Yeah, when brother what is there, then when brother what gives me 100 grand, then I go to brother the party, gives me 50 grand, then brother I'm shabby, obvious. You give me 200. <laughs> when these brothers don't fork out anything, unfortunately, brother, eh, today I didn't even bring my wallet. The brother is angry. You know, these brothers, they don't even look at one another's problems. I don't, I don't see the word in this. I don't see the word in this. Uh, because if things are like this, I will leave church. I will look for another good church. Because good in, in your sense is only when they give you something. When are you going to give them something? If they can give you something, then when are you going to give them? Notwithstanding, you must give one another. 
Oh, but just deny one word. That's all you have to do to die. How many spoken words have they denied? One word means N-O-T, like the devil said, you shall surely not die. Because God said, you shall surely die. Just denying one word, this time is not adding or subtracting. For you to die, brother, if you just deny one, you know how you deny? You don't do what the word tells you to do. Even if you don't say it with your mouth, you are denying. And when you do that, you still count yourself living. You are dead. God don't lie. God don't lie. Instead of, instead of spending my time looking at this brother, is he trying to live Christianity right? Is he, uh, this brother is, is uh, you know, this brother. Some brothers, you know. Instead of spend, spending my time with this brother, he's got his own problems to solve. I must look at myself. How much of the way have I fulfilled in my life? What have I done for my God? What have I done for the church of the living God? What have I what, what can come out of you for the benefit of others? Before you discredit others for doing wrong. Because they're wrong, they will always do it. As long as they're in this mortal flesh, they will be wrong somewhere, somehow, in some other day. Then your account will not stop. But what you must do, look at the good that the brother is doing. Help them to achieve where they are lacking. If you can't pray for them, I, I think that brother is going to backslide. Three weeks without coming to church. Both of you are coming to church. That brother is better off not coming to church than maybe he's sick in the hospital. You don't even know. And you have not even asked it where the brother is. The next thing, we see you doing other things that are worse off than coming, not coming to church. There's brothers who are smoking nyaupes. We are talking right now. Because we thought those nyaupes guys, they are crazy. Not even speaking to them and trying to see if they can get something. All they can do is just condemn. They never started out there. They started here in church. Condemn the pastor, you condemn the sermon, you condemn the deacons, you condemn everyone. Then you are condemned yourself. The next thing the brothers are wondering, how did this brother start in your open? You have taken a, the, 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 the devil's role to condemn brothers. What do you think, what kind of a blessing will come out of that? Nothing. My wife knows. If ever there is a name that pops into a conversation in our house, if I, I hear Brother Lassim, what, 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 I'm watching the other part. Does it lead me to pray for that brother? Or it's, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, even me, I saw it. That brother is not good, man. If it goes that direction, I'm not going to join in. No matter how good my wife is, but I will never join in. Mention a brother's name to me with something that will send my tears down and my knees for him if he's in a fault somewhere. Say it in some other way that it can push me to pray for that brother. If it's something that I, when I see the brother, I feel guilty. Hey, does this brother know we were talking about him last night? There are some people that are guilty of the things that I'm talking about right now. When you walk out of that door, fix it with the Lord. Stop condemning brothers. Stop condemning sisters. Before you even know what wrong they've done and why they've done that wrong. Did they do it willingly or they were, they've been forced into it? A situation that befalls a brother, sometimes it is even predetermined by God himself. 
God is injecting, he's sending the Holy Ghost to initiate that thing to happen in your life. Because he's monitoring the progress of that brother spiritually. Brother, when we are sitting here, we cannot even tell who trusts Manjose and who trusts Inyanga and who has been to Mapostori. Because they have got white clothes, so I think they have a better revelation of spiritual things. Brother Madiba, you know, with this suit, he has never said something of my future. I must go to my, my apostolate. Because those people, they see in the future. They are sorcerers. They are enchanters. Amen. They are pra- practicing witchcraft and sorcery. They are like Simon the sorcerer. The Bible says Simon the sorcerer, a man who used to bewitch the people. And the people, what did they think about him? They thought him to be a mighty man of God. Against Peter, whose shadow can heal the sick. How did Simon become that great when Peter was here? Who has been with Jesus all the life he lived on earth. He knows where Jesus was sleeping. And Simon was somewhat some great man in Samaria. How did that happen? It was the people who thought him to be of somewhat of some great importance. He himself knew the secret that he's bewitching them, taking his things away, bewitching them, taking his things away, and getting money. Now when the people, they see, ah, you know, my leg just started swelling. When I went to Masbaba Ishmael, things just stopped. My leg came right. You know, I didn't have money. And Masbaba did this in Teoro. He gave me something. I've got this stone, brother. When I have this stone, I never lose my job. That's what my Baba Ezekiel told me. They like these names of people in the Bible. But they don't read the Bible. And you go and tap into their anointing when they hate the Bible to the uttermost core. They are just nyangas and sorcerers in white garments. As we are seated here, we will never know which one goes there. You won't even know. Smart as we are with the ties of. They can even tell you, ah, you see, even these brothers from end time message, they are coming here. We help them. Help brothers from end time message. No, you, you are helping church goers. End time message. Not brothers. Brothers start with me. I'm one good example of a brother. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I even challenged some witches. I said, you don't have to spend your witchcraft with these people that don't die. They've already died a long time. Some of them are spending nights hungry and you're going to bewitch them. Try it on me. If I die, then we, when I resurrect, I will tell them, you know what? You must save which is not God. And they tried, brother. I thought I was just mentioning it on the pulpit. Brother, they tried, brother. Three times I missed the death because I said it. But where, I, where am I? Did I die? Right there, the back of my shirt or my jacket, it's not written death. I'm not a product of the grave. Neither will I be material waste of the grave. If I'm put in the grave, the grave will say, out with this one, we don't want him. So if you put me there, whether by witchcraft, whether by what, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't matter. If I go, if I just drop now and die, it doesn't even change anything. Brothers, you must be filled with the Spirit of God inside and live for that Spirit, not for the past. Don't fear the past. 
When you want to do your things, don't start looking around. Normally, the pastor feasts them all. So I must not do one, two, three. Ah, brothers. So you, you, your God is this man. Because when he's not here, ah. When the cat is not there, the mice. What is that problem? They play around. You see mice all over, everywhere. But when you introduce two, three cats, you almost think that you don't have rats here. They vanish. But not with God. The fear that we give to God is reverence. Reverence is not fear as to shaking your knees like this. Though you might do that if he appears, but you must respect God in these things. Brother, sometimes it's safe. If I'm doing something, I just think if the pastor comes here, you start from then, and then if, if God sees me doing it. Okay, fine. If the pastor hears that this is what Brother Bore was doing, sometimes you just denounce them by, by the value of the people you fellowship with. That's right. If I just think of Mavakasa, right now if Mavakasa can call him, I saw your brother stealing some scrap somewhere in the scrapyard. What will he do to this brother? Not, of, not for God, but for him, for his sake. Because we, we live for one another. You cannot smuggle a, a girlfriend and go to Pretoria and go to social media because you know the brothers there don't know you. Then you come back, you are smart, you are clean, you are coming and singing. God don't want that. He knows we are partaking of that other tree. The tree of knowledge of good and had he taken it away, we would have never known the seven redemptive names of God. Now we call him our healer. Jehovah, our, our, our righteousness. Jehovah, Shama, Jehovah, Rafa, Jehovah. You are giving him names because you are in affliction. He did it deliberately because you could not be able to praise him enough had you remained righteous and upright before him. Because you were just like him. You needed other beings to worship the two of you, you and God. So now, because you were the one, the whole duty of man is to worship God. He wanted you to worship. The only worship that you could get was, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The man is just in spirit. He, he is not sick. He, he, he don't think of death. There's no death. God said what? If man is going to continue like this, then I'm not a redeemer. And he cannot redeem the devil's seed. He has to redeem his own. And it's very tricky eh, to put his own seed in your body to unveil himself. But in the unveiling, he is doing it and taking you to be as together with him in the very same thing. When he's got power, you've got power. When he's the redeemer, you are the redeemed. When he's the savior, he's the one that has been saved. When is the healer, you are the one who's going to be sick and be healed. So when you are sick, don't say, I'm going to die. Be like Job. Naked came I to, into this world. Naked I go. Blessed be. Blessed when you are naked. And with nothing. Left with just your wife. And the wife you are left with is not even worthy to be remaining with. Had it been with the head protocols, the devil should have killed the wife first because she was not good. The sheep were better. By the time she said, "Kiss your God and die. Ha! Sister, what has happened? 
Curse your God and die. Because yeah. the sister was thinking, if this man dies, I'll get another rich man. I think that was, that was if she, she, she had hope in that husband, you, she was going to whisper in the ears, honey, don't worry about these afflictions we are passing through. I'm going to pray for you. I think that is, every, that is what every sister must whisper in the ears of their husband when they are going through a tough time. Don't tell your husband, you are the one who started it. That's why you are, you are suffering like this. It's good as saying, curse God and die. This man is already suffering and you are reminding him how he is suffering, how it started. Tell him how he's going to get out of. Give him hope. You are shoving him further down, but you are the very next person. The only praise that God accepts is when the bride sings, brother. You know what I want, I want you to do, brother? I'm closing now. I want you to sing, lento, lento. That is our thing, that one. It's our thing. That lento, lento, that thing, I ask it, I don't know if they've done it, Pastor. You must record these brothers and the sisters when they are singing. It's, it's especially for the sake of some of us. When I'm going to Zimbabwe, I want to put full blast, hear these voices, and you sing, lento, lento. I'm passing through Louis Richard, lento, 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 towards the door. If you give me some other songs, they are just empty. There's no anointing behind it. Just a sound and a, a talent behind it. But when there's a message, that, that, that reminds me like I'm in Goshen. When Egypt is saying, what is happening? They are talking about a deliverer. They say there's, 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 there's a pillar of fire. They are talking about a, a, st- a, a stick that can turn into a snake. Signs and wonders and miracles happening, brother. You can do those things. You must not partake of the evil, of that tree of the good, good and evil, the mixed tree. You make your choice to leave the evil. You choose the right. You are a wise man. When you are in that position, you know what you are doing. God is opening that curtain to make you eat of the tree of life. Then the next stage, what is going to happen? You are going to live forever. Because he forbade it in Eden, but not now. So, brother, if I'm getting eternal life, I don't think I'll have a problem, even if it's a car that is messing around. I won't have that problem. I just have to reassure myself and rethink, re-engage that other gear. Because there's two in one. I was a blanket two in one. There's a revelation in that. I don't know who, who, who brought it to be two in one. Huh? It's a blanket, but you can be two in one. You are in this flesh, but you, there's the man inside who is part of God. That man, when you engage him, brother, he wins every time. He wins every time. No matter what kind of a battle it is, no matter who, how tough that guy is. If you think your wife is tough, uh, brother, you don't know these women. My wife is very tough. Go to your knees, brother, and pray. And ask God. Engage that other man. And wait for the wife to speak. You'll be surprised. There are, there's, there's some brothers who are believing the message, but their wives don't believe the message. And they can even tell them, brother, I don't want that message of yours. Ah, uh, brother, if you just take it to say, oh, you don't want this message. 
you just utter something, you say, you are going to be one of the best sisters at church. As your thoughts are. But if you don't love your wife, you will say, yeah, that's why you are like this. <laughs> Even the message is not worth for people like you. So there's always fighting in the house. Tell your wife, you know what, my wife? You don't understand. This is eternal life we are talking about. And for your own information, without you knowing, you are going to be one of the best sisters at church. What? What? Sisters at what church? What church? Then you keep quiet. You, you tell God, you say, God, as your thoughts are eternal, make mine also eternal. For, for you have made me to be partaker of this same inheritance of your divine nature. I have spoken to my wife. Make those words to materialize in Jesus' name. Because whatever I ask in your name, it shall be done. Then you keep going. You hear your wife one day say, ah, you know what, uh, you know, brother, I'm, I'm even shy to say this. Say, ah, my wife is speaking of shyness. She wants to trick me. You first think maybe she wants to trick me. No, I'm honestly saying this with tears. When are, when are, when are we going to church? When are we? She's including herself. You have to have the right principles. As the eagle stares, the prophet says, God loves sometimes to... As, he, as the eagle stares the nest, he says it, it makes a nest with thorns underneath. Then it puts a very nice wool on top. When they are grown up, it takes the wool away. It comes on the nest. And the, the kids are enjoying, they are also enjoying, they are saying, ah, and it is, it is also when the eagle saws, it sees now, hey, the wings are grown up, they must fly away. So they think ah, it's a game. Mama is playing a game. Let's join in. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now they are exercising their wings. At the same time, they are saying, we love the thorns. Because when, when they want to sit down, now the wool is gone. The stones. So they cannot sit. Now their legs are cramping. They want to fly up high to relax a little bit. But the mother knows they have to fly. They cannot sit in the nest for the rest of their life. And the prophet says, God loves to do that, not with unbelievers, with his children. If you see something that God loves, he does it oftentimes. Brother, what? What do you do with your special dish? Maybe if you are going to Jobek, there is a place that maybe you are going to Jobek or you are going to Leidenberg. There is somewhere where you just normally want to stop. Maybe you like a cook, you just pick a cook somewhere. Not because that place is, got, is the only one that's got a cook. But you know, after a travel, I hit a certain place and I'm feeling taste. I love cook. Eh? We'll see you go for a cook. It's oftentimes you do it because it's something that you... So as often he does it to you, you must just pick it in the mind of God. That's what he... He likes it. So why don't you enjoy what God enjoys? Why does he like it? Because it's for your good. Peter says, the glory that shall be revealed after the afflictions. Hey, brother. After we have been tested and tried... After we have passed this life and we make it to heaven and we hear Abraham and the rest of them giving testimonies. Brother, and you say, oh, 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 brothers. Oh, oh, I also have something to say about before you proceed because I might forget. Let me tell you something that just tallies with your testimony on that part alone. Then I'll sit down. Brother Madiba was also, oh, brother, before you finish, I was there when, you, when this thing happened. 
I was the one who preached that sermon that made you believe. Brother, wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you. Let me show you my notes. Then Brother Benham says, you, you long to have a thousand years with one, each and every one of your brothers. And he says, we won't be counting. Those thousand years, they will just lapse and we won't see it. Because we've got a lot. But what if we don't have now and we are running away from the afflictions that must give us the testimonies to testify of God when we get yonder? I'm just one man that will never run away from affliction. I'm not going to run away from rough people. I'm not going to run away from people that ill-treat me because he said, pray for them that despitefully use you. So we're not doing things right. Instead of praying for them, we answer them. We fight with them. Maybe sometimes if it's me, I will say, fine, if we're fighting, take your car. Maybe that's the only opportunity for me to prove that I'm the only good auto electrician in town. Maybe that's how, how it's coming. Tough as it comes, I must prove to this man, quiet, sort out this car, he will advertise for you. He's going to be your marketing salesperson. But what do we do? Up comes the rough, you are also rough. The next time you are good in church, oh, brothers, may God help us. Amen. And you come up with that song as the pastor comes up. If I go do you have it? Is the question. If it's inside, let's sing that song just for a short while and demonstrate to the devil how, how much of that makeup of God is inside. May God bless you. Amen. Let's give a preacher his heart's desire with the song. Amen.
Amen. Let me just share something with you so that you understand why God kept you longer in church today. Sometimes God delays you for your protection. Uh, a family was traveling somewhere with their grandfather. So when they were traveling, the grandfather re- requested them to pull over uh, because he was pressed. The moment they pulled over and he did the business, on their way back, they found a terrible accident. When they asked when the, that accident happened, they realized had it not been of that delay, they would have been involved in that accident. So God kept us in church for a reason. How many agree with that? Uh, Brother Barrera is a marathon preacher. They can go. These are the preachers that can preach all night. But we have been tremendously blessed. Uh, sometimes when we are quiet, it's not because we disagree. It's because we are absorbing. You want to take in the seriousness or the gravity of the statements that are being uttered. Are you still? Does it happen with you? Where you meet certain parts in the sermon, you've been saying amen, but you keep quiet because at that moment, you do an introspection because you see yourself in the mirror of the weight. I believe that I was just sitting there and enjoying that. It's good sometimes for a pastor to step aside and let the ministers come and minister to the people and it's very good when a minister ministers without the knowledge of individuals. He's just being led by the Spirit. You remember, he started with Brother Mshlavi when he preached and showed us about the family. Brother Ward came and said, taking God at his way. Today we've had some profound paradigm-shifting statements. And I think we are really loved by God. There is a, it's not just a wave of corona, there is a wave of attack by Satan on believers, on the church, on families, but when God raises the standards, then you get a sense that God really loves us. Husbands, love your wives. That was a very critical, and wives, submit to your husbands, because what we are seeing we're beginning to see a gender war explosion. Men want to be right. Women want to be right. You can't be right on your own as a man. You need your wife. Your wife can be right on her own. She needs you. It's a collective effort. And it says, pray, read, and pray. That is the template for every believer. Before I keep you longer than you have been kept... There's, you know, every nationality has got, a nationality has got strengths and weaknesses. You come to South Africans, there's no one that can sing like us. Even me included. <laughs> Amen. No one, no one on the continent can sing like South Africans. Absolutely no one. When it comes to music, when a South African takes a mic and sings, our brother, You'll remember us when you are in Zimbabwe. And say, hey, if, they were sing- if it was them singing this one, 
Because that's our gift. It's not, it's not pride. I'm just acknowledging our DNA. Now, Zimbabweans, there is something very good about them. Faith. My wife is a, is a friend of a Pentecostal woman. Uh, they are friends. There was a time, I think for a number of years, I don't even know, I think the husband is not working. The children went to Robert's. They are the best in class. After Robert, she told my wife that my children are going to go to St. Thomas. Folks, to go to St. Thomas, while your husband is not employed and you are not employed, is not child's play. How much is school fees? Yeah? 5000 a month. One child went there to St. Thomas. And she's still there. This year, she said, the second one is out of Robert. She said, this one, is going to Cambridge. You know, you know Cambridge? Even engineers and doctors are shivering me mentioning those names. So, and I asked my wife, I say, I would like to meet this woman. How does she do these things? Because she's not working. She always, all she said, said, if I manage to get my child in school, the performance of my child will attract a scholarship. These are not believers. These are Pentecostal. But I realize it's because of the Zim DNA. I remember I spoke to him. He was unemployed. And he missed the first rent. I said, brother, brother, we need to make a play. Second one says, Pastor, wait. Third one, then we were on 25,000. I say, hey, does this man trust you? One moment I went there, he said, Pastor, I transferred the whole amount into that man's account. He worships the ground that I walk on. <laughs> Zimbabweans are not lazy. If, if a Zimbabwean can sleep on an empty stomach, that's their own fault. They have a means to survive irrespective of where you place them. It brings me to say this. God allowed Zimbabwean economy to collapse and the systems to collapse because he wanted to deploy Zimbabweans around the world. You go to the UK, the biggest church is Zimbabweans. You go to the second biggest church in the UK, Zimbabweans. You come to South Africa. Let me be honest with you. The moment Zimbabweans can leave South Africa, all of them, most churches in South Africa will close. I'm saying that. I've, I've traveled around. In most churches, 80% is them. 70% is them. It's because God wanted them to reinforce the bright around the globe. They are not lazy. They, let me tell you, they are not lazy. Brother Borero works with Brother Mambewe. They've just opened the workshop, and I spent time there, and I looked at them, how they are working hard. There was something wrong with my car. I took it to Volkswagen. They couldn't fix it. I took it to HQ. They couldn't fix it. Then finally, I went to them. Within an hour, they sorted out my problem. Then I realized it's not just knowledge. It's faith. And because they don't spend time complaining, one day when they are richer, don't be xenophobic. 
You were sleepy. Oh, hey, let's not preach. 1994 made South Africans to be lazy. They get free house, free grant, everything is free. That has destroyed the mindset of our young people. You see, you can you create a sermon from a sermon, but a round of applause. I don't know whether South Africans will fire me after this. But if it was a South African owing a landlord for 25000 he would have run away. Oh, I'm saying it. Until the landlord will be here on Sunday and say, Hey, mfunogumona nomfundis. Am I correct, Brother Mshab? The chances are, one would have run away, disappeared, dug and dive, until the landlord says, hey, the people that go to that church are crooks. I'm, I'm saying it for what it is. I'm provoking you. Zimbabweans, Congolese, they came here with nothing, but look how they were able to rebel. Sister Zoe, you remember she came here, she didn't know even one English word. Marvin came here, didn't know one English word. Within a period of time, they even speak better English than we do. It's because they understand why they are here. They've got to make it work. They've got to make it work. They don't run to Mkulu. They don't run. They've got to make it work. And for that, brothers that are here, we salute you. We salute you. You can clap hands for them. <laughs> Amen. These days, even our young people, they say they need 350 for being unemployed. 350 from the government, I'm unemployed. Our young people, it's sad. But we thank God. I think let's sing, let's go home. Uh, let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for the time that you have allowed us to spend time in your presence and to be exposed to these godly principles. You have used our brother in a very special way. I am praying for him, lay blessing upon his life, upon his hands, dear God. As he has shown and was not afraid to testify that there are moments where she, he is confronted with certain problems, mechanical problems that are beyond his knowledge. But now he knows that you can fix cars. I've seen you many times moving in the lives of your children. And for that, we appreciate you. I hope their faith has been lifted up. And I could see as my brother was trying to lift up our faith in the same vein, he wanted to instill a sense of responsibility of us being holy. For that, we appreciate. We pray for every believer that was here. And even those that were listening on the streaming, we pray for a blessing upon their lives as we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brother Brother says, if I read something and I write it, there's no way that I can fail. Now... Uh, our young people, normally they fail in school. And I always ask, 
why these days we don't, brothers even it's worse, they don't graduate anymore. One was saying, uh, we are not focusing on those things, is in the end time. Another one said, if I want to be a doctor, it is going to require so much time, I'm not going to have time for the wait. Those are the excuses that they come up with. So I said, are the doctors that we have, is it because they are not holy? You see, laziness can, can hide behind spirituality. But us that have been long will tell you to your face, brother, you are lazy. This is pure laziness. If it's in the end time and you say, we don't need to work, don't eat. Don't eat. And when we say, give you a plate of food, say, no, brothers, we don't eat. It's the end time. But as long as you gallop something, work. Are we together? Uh, In this church, we don't want lazy young people. And we don't want young people with low ambition. We want you to, to gravitate to height, greater heights. So that as a neurologist, you can testify to other neurologists. As an engineer, you can testify to other engineers. No young person must ever drop out here. As long as you are still young, you don't finish school. You can't finish school. It's lifelong learning. You conquer this mountain, you conquer another one, you conquer another one. No time to The only time you stop is when you are in the grave. Amen. Did you hear me and hear me very well? And this church, we rather even run to another church and say we are not spiritual. As long as you are a young person, I'm going to ask, have you passed? If you have not passed, what were you doing? A round of applause. Till we see you on Friday. Amen. God bless you, Brother Barrero. I was tremendously blessed. Amen. Give us a, a song. I know you may be tired, but a jubilee. Steady, but let's say it's a great day. Amen. How many say it's a great day? The Lassimo children have submitted their results to me. One was even chosen by the province to come at the awards ceremony. You, I looked at the results, 1990. It, it was just 95, 99. I said, yo, goodness. I even became envious. Amen. Godly, envious. Amen. Say, these kids are very brilliant. All of them. Distinction, distinction. Um, not my daughter's go. Amen. Let's worship God. Our, how many wish our children for the best? Amen. We want the best. Amen. Dr. So-and-so. Brother what? we want to one day to your daughter say, hey, this is Dr. Watt. Amen. And if she is Dr. Watt, there must be Dr. Watt to marry Dr. Watt. Let's sing. God bless.
Ich 